This is Mahmoud Asrar, and you're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. Happy birthday! That was a mess. Can we do that again? No! I love it. It stays. It fucking stays. Uh, maybe just a little woo. I will woo. Oh, thank you. And Chris did woo. Happy birthday, woo. Happy birthday to you. See, when I think of Marilyn Monroe, because I'm such a jerk, I picture Alexis Texas just hanging out with that big ass and pounding up on him. You want to hear something weird? When I think of Marilyn Monroe, I think of Jane Mansfield and how JFK was fucking her when she was pregnant. Wait, he was Jane Mansfield too? Yeah. Damn, he big for the blondes, huh? Yeah. Hey, if you can get it, that's a good job. Seriously, how did he, how did he, like, Kennedy did it right. He was stepping out with fucking mega star, like, starlets, whereas Clinton was getting ages from some after bush pig on this. <laughs> <laughs> when you said bush pig, you were giggling. Dude, I love that term, bush pig. We used to, that was our term when we were in college for if you like got a little too hammered the night before and you hooked up some chick that you regretted, your boys be like, dude, did you see that bush pig you landed last night? You know, the only bad thing about that, I really want to call my wife that, but no, but listen. She would hear the pig and know it was bad. Oh my like, god! If, if it was just like you know bush viper or something, she wouldn't understand. If I call her bush pig, she's gonna get in my face. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh and good. Not man. in a nice way. Uh, Make me a sandwich, bush pig. Uh, <laughs> and for those that are, are are wondering, it is in fact Mr. Neesman's forty-first birthday tonight. Yay! Happy birthday, Christopher. Thank you guys, appreciate yeah, it. Awesome. Thank you, internets, for reminding me. Yeah. Oh, you were going to be kind of de- like dismissing that, but I have to say maybe because I've always craved attention on my birthday. Being <laughs> not so just your birthday, bro. It's not just your birthday. You're just yeah, that's true. Uh, but but I always like I could. There were definitely some years like post college where people started having lives and like the the birthday wishes wouldn't come as mm-hmm. as you know on the on the you wouldn't get as many phone calls and like you, you, you're like ah oh, man I didn't hear from so and so so. Even though you're right, it's so easy now to wish someone a happy birthday to the point of it almost being like automated. I gotta say, I like it better this way. I like being deluded into thinking like that many people care about me. Yeah, it's, wow. it's yeah. There's there's that that you moment know. where you where you look at your you go back and check your your Facebook page and it's like 194 people have posted on your your timeline or your status or what. And it feels special because I think that I've never had cool. 50 people wish me a happy birthday yeah. on Facebook. So, well, I mean, and, and the neat thing about it, and it's all, it's all, well, it's not all, it's, it's, it's a lot of podcast influence. So I'd say out of, we'll say like 200 people actually went and wished me happy birthday today, which was really, really cool. You know, I'd say probably half of them are people I've, I've met through the podcast or our listeners and, you know, but you know, luckily I've, I've actually met most of them in person and it's, it is cool because there is a personal connection there and it's, it's always weird. You, you like your Facebook or your Twitter or you, whatever it's like a little sampling of your life. It, you know, oh, yeah. it isn't your life, but it's a little sampling. So, you know, you've got, you know, friends that you went to high school with, friends that you went to college with, coworkers, and then for me, like curlers and comic book fans, and it's like this, you know, who is this weird person's Facebook page? It's it's very it's very odd. And 
on your birthday especially that all gets pushed very much to the front and you're like what a very interesting and eclectic group of people i have come into contact with <laughs> in my life it's very it, wow. it is very cool you know it's neat see the birthday thing weirds me out it, it can do that too you just don't like well, holiday. But, you don't like celebrations you know, dude no, that's not true. That's not true. I mean, the recent birthday wishes, because of the show, like Christopher said, people wish me happy birthday. And growing up, I was an only child. I know. There was only, there was only two people who ever wished me happy birthday, and that was my mother and my father, and that was it. You know? And never had you. Now, it's like, no, I, I, just, I just got a birthday wish from James H. Harris III. James, I don't really know you, but thank you. I appreciate it. And I'm assuming <laughs> that you're listening you. to the show. Exactly. I was going to say, by yeah. the way, James Harris is listening back to us right now crying. Being like, oh my god, he just totally dis- dis- dismissed my, the value. But he's been life. mentioned on the show, and for a minute, he's like, "Hey, they're talking about me on the show, and that's kind of neat." So, and so, James, thank you very much. Aspire higher. Yes, James. please. Yes, <laughs> yes, seriously. Hey, everybody! It's eleven o'clock. Birthday comics uh, episode three hundred and seven, and I am Vince B. Oh yes, you are. And, uh, and I'm apparently getting senile in my old age, because I'm Christopher Neesman. Hi. It Hi. didn't just start happening, Christopher. I'm David Price. <laughs> oh, side swipe True. early. Yay, science. I'm Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yes! Yay. Yay. Fucking oh. science. Yay. Zach has such a hard on for you. Dude, I, well, usually, I, but. I gotta, you know, uh, I, I gotta say, man, good week. Someone, you guys asked me how my week was. Any week that we get Neil deGrasse Tyson breaking down science on on the TV with massive ratings, I'm I'm a happy camper. That's awesome. I'm hearing Cosmos is really. I got to tell you something. You know, I am a dis- decidedly anti Seth MacFarlane guy. Like I, yeah. I don't like. I don't find him funny at all. As you know, I think Ted was horrendous. I don't like the cu- family too. guy. And I every time I've seen the dude interviewed, I want to punch him in the face. And I'm livid that he gets to bang Khaleesi. So all of these things. I really broke up. Well, they did, but I mean, he got okay. the back. So all these things collectively make me hate the dude, but this single thing of him executive producing Cosmos may almost reverse all the hate I have for him. Wow. And Jason, you are being slightly remiss. Hmm? Whose birthday was it yesterday? And now you're putting me on the spot. I don't... Mm-hmm. I... Don't panic. Oh, don't Douglas panic. Adams. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I missed him by a day. Yeah. Now I I do have Jack Kerouac's birthday today. Jack Jack Kerouac and Daryl Strawberry. Yeah. Who gives a shit about that? He plays basketball. Oh my god. He plays. Oh, he does play sports ball. (laughs) (laughs) What does he do? (laughs) York Metropolitans. These nuts is what he does. All right, and you don't have to play with your nuts to get cheap (laughs) comic books. All you gotta do is fire up your, your, your internet device and, and head on over to Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where you can get massive, sweeping discounts on your favorite funny books and collectibles, such as, from Oni, Fall into the Bunker, uh, trade paperback volume one, written by Joshua Hale Fialkov and, uh, art by Joe Infernari. It's an awesome series from what I hear. I can't wait to read it. The cover's spectacular. I love the art a lot. Cover price, 20 clams. Your price, $9.99. That's half half price. Over at Dark Horse, they are putting together a uh, very comprehensive hardcover art book featuring the uh, drawings, paintings, and whatnot of the great Katsuya Tarada. It's called... 
Dragon Girl Monkey King. Cover price on this bad boy, remember it is a hardcover, is uh, $40. Your price, $19.99. And from our friends over at Image, I love this series so much, it's Umbral, the first yes. trade collection, uh, subtitled Out of the Shadows, written by Anthony Johnson. Anthony. I had to really school the boys on how to pronounce that first name last yes, week. Yes, yes, I did. Oh, man. You're, you're listening and you feel bad? <sighs> Anthony. I know what you're feeling, but we just have to grin and bear it. Anthony Johnson. Anthony. <laughs> it's, it's actually Anthony Johnson. Yes, and uh, art by... By the spectacularly uh, talented, does not get paid enough, Mr. Christopher Mitten. Cover price nine ninety nine. Your price four dollars. Do you and know how pretty he is? He is. Oh, he is. He is. I, I would. I would describe him as being a very handsome man. Oh, so we have a lot more than just the art in common. Yeah. Yeah. Hilarious. Nice. I can't wait to see him. Hilarious. Yeah, uh, and do not forget, they do not mind late orders or additions to previously placed orders, and you can get your previews dirt cheap, $1.12. They're, they're, they're the awesome sauce. They're, every ingredient in the awesome sauce is DCBS, dcbservice.com. Oh, and Go to them. speaking of that, I did speak wow. with Christina this week. They are about three weeks away from opening up their new digs. Wow, look at that. Yeah, man, hey, so good for them. Big doings up over there. Shout out. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I, I have to admit, see, this is how good DCBS is. I screwed up, and I completely forgot all about the free comic book day books. What? I did. I Whatever, right? I forgot. I have. I lead a busy life. Um, and uh, I said, uh, Christina, did I miss the, the, the free comic book day stuff? And she's like, yeah, it was in January. <laughs> uh, but she was nice enough to accept my five picks. Oh, and she did. Now I will be getting my books. One of them, the Archaea guys are doing that thing again with know, the hardcover. That's insane. It is. Yeah, I made sure that was one of them, even though I really, yeah. I don't care for all their stuff, but I, I, it's a hardcover and you're getting it for free. How about so Paul whatever. Levitt's running boom now? What? That's insane. What? I love that. Yeah. What? Wow, am I out of it. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, Boom kind of changes people that run Boom like every six months or so, but that's really yeah, like, like wait for yeah. a while and then yeah. you know, it's still you know that's cool. It's nice. No, but, isn't, it, wait, isn't isn't Paul Jenkins the head editor guy? I mean, not not president, but Paul Jenkins is 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 he like chief creative or something at Boom? No, oh, I don't I think know. so. I I did read a Boom book this week and it was damn good. Oh. Evil Boom. Evil Empire. Anybody read it? No. No, it's on, it's on it's on my radar though. It's on my radar. Really good. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe maybe we'll talk about it later. I'm not prepared, but I hell, what the hell? I'm never prepared. All right, go, Christopher. All right, um, I'm gonna lead off because I'm drinking again. It was good. Drying out was good for a few days. It was it was it was needed. Uh, you must have a dehumidifier because that was a fast dry. It was a fast dry. You know, just there you go. It's, well, it's very arid here. I'm sorry. You, before we get to the drink roll call. Are we are we fucking done with winter yet? No, oh, man. Is it? I mean, mentally, you know, are we done? It's it does change your mental state. It, it really does. does. People, people are people are getting fucking cranky. I mean, oh yeah, no I, doubt. I I'm picking up on it how cranky people are getting. But I mean, get, let's get this. that. It's amazing how fast they they um switch. It'll though. be giddy as hell. It's warm out. 
two what was it yesterday it was like 65 yep. and people were freaking out they were just like oh my god and people outside in shorts yeah, they were and like tanks yeah, and then they, they all froze in place by like seven o'clock oh, yeah. because it got cold again. Oh yeah. Well, we had another you know, three inches of bullshit last night, and it That's got crazy. Yeah, and it was the thick, heavy, wet, nasty snow. Uh, and you got up, and it was just like you know, looking up to the sky and saying, "Why, why, Neil deGrasse Tyson, would you let this happen?" Uh, <laughs> Ask Michio Kaku, he'll tell you. The truth. Uh, the truth. So, yeah. with, with that, with that in mind, uh, I needed to, uh, go back to an oldie but a goodie to, uh, to see me through. So I'm drinking some, uh, some Jim Beam and apple cider. Damn old school. Oh, that sounds tasty. Like that really episode does. 12 all of a sudden. I know. <laughs> it is, uh, it is, it is a delicious, delicious concoction. It makes, it gets me back to my, gets me back to my redneck roots. I have to admit, I'm a whore for the cider. Put a little bourbon in there and you're, you're good to go, man. Yeah, then I can clean my brushes in it. Oh, I, don't have to, I love it when my friends drink something they like to drink. Yeah, that shit's wow. nasty. I, I love that you like it though. That's cool. Uh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. Moving on. All right. Moving well, on. what what sort of carbonated beverage are you drinking this week? Aha! Uh-huh. 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 It's, it's not carbonated at all. It's from the tap. It's, it's water. It is. It is dark. <laughs> and it is, water. It is have, because they frack near his house. Yeah. I have a well. All right. No, no it, fracking it, jokes. It, it would be absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that water all I, I'm an investor in a number of fracking companies. Thank you for me. <laughs> you can't do that in my neck of the woods. It's just the ground is too dense. But anyway, I'm drinking coffee from Dunkin' Donuts because I love it so much. Don't, are you going to have to poop in like 20 minutes? <laughs> yes, yes. I hear that every day, man. You drink a lot of coffee. You must shit like a racehorse. You're Italian. It has no effect on you. Yeah, for real. I'll tell you what, man. If I'm if I have a cup of coffee, man, I'm making a beeline for the toilet. Same thing with the minion. I could drink a couple of cups, and it doesn't. <laughs> no, at this point, like David and I have such a tolerance built up that yeah, it's you. You actually can't poop without it. You know, it just gets you back right. to normal. Please, let's. <laughs> What? Jeez. And I'm not even leading it, and we're talking about poop. Yeah. I was going to say a guy, a guy that a couple months ago was talking about a a skull cod piece is telling us to move on from our poop conversation. Oh, don't don't, don't talk I about our natural bowel body, bodily functions. <laughs> go, go, you know, go to the pee pee. Uh, <laughs> I fucked up episode. That's the monkey. I was going to say, are you guys glad I'm back from Florida? We are. Wait, you were gone last night? I was so fucking jealous. You guys walking around, like, not in coats and shit. Oh, my God, dude. It was so awesome. Did you guys see that video of Colin getting chased by the lion? No. I saw, I I saw, the, Lego, I saw the Lego land thing. That was cool. Yeah, but I posted on the Facebooks. We went to this uh, this big cat habitat, like, preserve that they have. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they had like, this place was cool, man. They have, like... Probably like seventy big cats that they like that they take in from all over the all over the country to to like to keep and maintain, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so there was uh like they actually have a show, you know, like some of them are almost like you know not well not docile but like you know can be trained or whatever. But most of them are literally you know just like you know wild cats that that. And so we were kind of walking around the grounds, and then we get to the corner, and there's this uh this big open area with just this one um young lion, and. We're up like next to the fence and Colin's like walking like to his left, like kind of like walking and the thing starts following him and it's like, it's like stalking him. So the video, it's actually on Facebook. The video is Colin like zigzagging back and forth and the cat is going step for step from him, like, like, yep. like stalking him, like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Like as Colin changes direction, changes direction, like, like, he's, like, him up. like, he's, yeah, like, he's, like he's trying to corner a mouse. It was awesome. Yeah. 
Wow. Neat. Yeah, see, I, I would have just thrown myself right between my kid and the, and the giant the, fence, dude. Yeah. Well, still, they can open. They have keys. They can open it. Cats know. Uh, Jason, what are you drinking? Uh, I am uh, drinking some Francis Ford Coppola Cabernet Sauvignon. I figured you would be drinking Pacifico. That's like your that's your your vacation, but you're not on vacation anymore. Not on vacation so. anymore. But I have to say, it's always nice. When you book your next vacation while on a current vacation, which we did last week. <laughs> nice. Did you do Expedia? No. Okay. My, 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 oh, oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that sounded bad. Jeez. <laughs> Ride coach? <laughs> Come on, son. It's, 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 our four, it's my, my wife and I and, and, and uh. my, <laughs> our best friends who not you guys, uh, these are, these are non-comic reading best friends, uh, are celebrating our 40th birthdays. We're all turning 40 this year. So we, uh, we rented a villa in, uh, Playa Mujeres and, uh, we're going to go out there in, uh, in August and hook it up. So it's going to be great. That yeah. sounds awesome. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's going to be great. All right. Dap, uh, you're the, co- you're, you're the drink caboose. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's it. I'll, uh, I am because I went to the dentist today and I'm trying to fight any pain. Um the wine's a little bit too cold for me right now, so I'm back to last week's seventeen ninety two Ridgemont Reserve uh Kentucky Bourbon whiskey. Nice. Cool. There you go. Nice. Yes, oh and I have a voicemail from you. I will listen and, and respond back later. It's okay. Thank you. I'm sure you were just wishing me a happy birthday. Yeah, I told you I was going to call you later, so that's all okay. right. David. Aw, you're a nice friend. I can't, you know, I can't think the last time I called a friend and talked to them. <laughs> I really can't. Really? Of, real. of, yeah, of the four of us, Chris and I, I think, talk the most amongst us. I need a little, I need a little doubt every once in a while. No, 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 but I'm saying on the phone. Oh. Like, Chris will call me like on a Saturday or something like that. Yeah. And you know, but yeah, well, Chris and I will talk a couple times every so you know, often. I have to, I, yeah. This really has me thinking. I, I cannot remember the last time I called so, like a friend to to chat with them, I don't. Know. No, it's, it's, a, it's a lost art. That and like it writing, is. like actually writing physical letters are. Yeah. You know, it's funny you said that. I just. Um, I hope this letter finds you well. I just wrote letters to my sons, <laughs> each of them. Aww. That, because I was like, you know what? Uh, like nobody writes anymore. No, no, they do not. Yeah. Lol. Lol. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. Lol. Z, dude. Lols. <laughs> Yeah, I just did it. Speaking of LOLs and text, I got the, uh, and I, I, I assume that he doesn't mind that I share this. I got the, the coolest text. Um, apparently like Mike Doty is playing in town. I'm a big Mike Doty fan, but I couldn't go because I've got this show tonight. And, uh, uh, Don Kramer texted me and asked me if I was at the show tonight because he knows oh, that he is, uh, wow. yeah. So I love him on the rock concert that, that used to be on on the weekends. Don Kramer's rock concert. Uh, do you guys ever find yourselves like, like as we're getting our, we're getting used to the show each week, like like you'll start thinking about people that for one reason or another like aren't as active on the forums or we we've interacted with, but you don't even heard from in a while. Like I, it happens to me every week. Like I'll like different people. I'll be like, oh, we haven't seen so and so around or like you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, yeah, filthy Mick Monkey. Yes, he, he he's the first one. Uh, on uh, well, not the first one, but he's one of those names that's just like, where the hell are they? I thought of uh, this Jefferson. Yeah. Where's Jefferson? Well, Jefferson yeah, it pops in every now and then. But I, I was thinking of uh, today. I was thinking of Stringer. 
Probably because I was thinking about C2E2 and how we're not going in that. Oh, I got to talk to Stringer because I'm getting inked up this year, guys. I can't believe that. I cannot believe that. No, I've got it. I've got it planned. I've got it drawn up. You're such an a-hole if you get inked up the one year we don't go to C2E2. Sorry. Book your flights now. Is it a broom? (laughs) It is not a broom, asshole. What's that big pot, the stone thing that they... Is it like one of the stones like that's sliding... Like down your back right towards down your, your back right towards crack. No, you know what? I have to give Chris. I have to be in Chris's corner <laughs> about this curling thing because I was watching um, some of the the Olympic curling. Uh-huh. If you, if you're in the right position, you could see a lot of ass crack. True. When, when they're doing that curling. <laughs> hey, no, seriously. Hey, Vince, all I'm saying, did you see the 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 women's team from Russia? It takes yes. Hubba hubba. I know, right? Yeah. But it takes a lot of muscle conditioning to do that because you got to be crouched all down like that. Oh yeah, room. I mean those, those people are in shape at the yeah. at the Olympic level. Not the U.S. curlers. The U.S. curlers are they're shameful. But um, most of the most of the rest of the world's curlers are in phenomenal shape. I, but the I, Russian, she was squatting down so low, she was like almost leaving a snail trail on the ice. It was awesome. Not that I want to give any any. Uh, Credence to my Credence beloved for it. Yes, but but I must admit I read an article about curling and it made the analogy uh, to Chris's point about how curling, along with many other like commonly perceived like leisure sports, is if, like at the professional level have evolved. Like what you're saying, like where the yeah. best curlers now are like in really good shape, and and yeah. like they were saying, it's happened in you know like Tiger Woods made it happen in golf. You know, like where golf was always like just a, a gentleman's game where none of the dudes were in great shape. You, could, you could be out of shape, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they could, they maybe were skinny, but they weren't. Like, but like now, like almost all the best dudes are like jacked up. You know, they're in great physical. Like and and that so and curling's kind of gone that way as well as like you know and and just it's another one of those sports where like it used to be you could just do it and now uh, and apparently and the article also said that like which baffles me that like. Bowling, like now, like dudes are in good. Hey, now that's which, the sport. It just astounds me because well, the, I mean, the big the big thing is that any sport where there is money to be made, people are going to try and get any sort of um, you know any sort of edge that they can. You know what? I, yeah. Here's a business for you. Like you combine two things that, together. I think every bowling alley should have a dollar store built into it. <laughs> okay, <sighs> that's not even funny. It's true. It's not. No. See, you're shitting on a lot of things that I hold very dear right here. <laughs> and then they, and then they should have a flea market out there on on Saturday. Wow. <laughs> and your wife bowls. Like your wife bowls. No. No. Just just have a free STD clinic there too, because all the scumbags bowl and shop at dollar yeah, stores. Your, your wife is still in a bowling league and a chapel too. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. There you go. And an abortion <laughs> clinic. Why not? <laughs> well, well, that's okay. I don't mind that. <laughs> Jesus. Let's talk Welcome about Welcome back, Wood. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going to stop I'm a gonna, couple I'm frames and get my stuff taken care of. Tell your wife on you, Wood. <laughs> this is nuts. All right, what do we got? Christopher, would you like to go first in honor of your birthday? Oh, gosh. Uh, He's like, I didn't read anything this week. It's my birthday. No, no, no I, did, I did read stuff. Hold on. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Hold on. I read a lot of stuff. Dude, I read a shit ton of stuff. I read a couple things. I read a couple of few things. You know, you know what? I have to, while he's getting his, his acting gear. I, I'm pulling I have, my, my iPad. That's did you guys, I haven't listened to the episode yet. Did you guys talk about Wolverine and the X-Men last week? No? We did not. Alright. We did talk a whole lot about Moon Knight. Well, not a whole lot, but. Oh, enough. I read it today. That Wasn't it awesome? Dude, Declan is my boo. I told him on Twitter yesterday that, uh, he killed it, but I also said that, uh, it ta- I have. I will always have great pride in the fact that I'm the first ever person to buy a piece of original art from him. 
Wow, look at you. Wow. Dude, he I do the panel layouts were wonderful. Yep. I mean the, well, the talk about talk about Moon Knight because I know the that scene where he's like crawling down the ladder, like oh, going yeah, like subterranean. Oh, it was awesome. It just it was fantastic. I love the take on it. Um uh, you know, like I love the 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 redo of the costume. I, I, yeah. I, I think that's awesome. And you know what? I I, I peeked at a couple of the uh, pages uh, or, or drawings for uh, subsequent issues, mm-hmm. and it's gonna get it's gonna get really strange. Nice. Yeah, there's uh, there's this one cover where um, there's like a body of uh, bones of a bird, and it and it has the 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 hood and the the cloak on it. Mm-hmm. It looks crazy. Yeah, and I think um, our buddy um, uh, Wolverine. What Stegman? the what the hell is his Stegman. name? Yeah, oh. Stegman. <laughs> Stegman did a an, a variant cover. Woo! He he killed it. He killed it. Mm-hmm. Well, and that cover that cover on Wolverine number three today, Stegman is just like sick. What what he's doing? Dude, he's one of the best people in the business. Don't, right now. I'm dude, telling you, guys, guys, his fucking egos, fucking big enough. I know, I know but he doesn't need the fucking, moves, but you gotta, you gotta be true enough. You gotta keep it real. His craft has compounded like ama- yeah. incredibly. Every every time we saw him, he would get better and better. Now he's just like phenomenal. I will keep it real though, since we're keep. I mean, I I, I think. Just like in 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 his his Spider-Man work, I I think his art on Wolverine has been gorgeous, but I'm not so much feeling the story so much. <laughs> oh yeah, that's all right. Yeah, yeah so. I mean, you uh, admittedly you are a uh, pretty big yeah, yeah, yeah. of yeah. this pen sucks. Well then, I hate I hate crappy pens. Sorry, nice aside what, there. You know, you guys talked about Moon Knight last week, so let's talk about Wolverine and the X-Men for a little bit. Go for Do it. Do it. No, go. Well, so. Uh, it was probably the shortest cancel. Well, it seems like I guess that's a new thing, right? They can't, they don't really cancel anything. They just, they just relaunch it. Um, Jason Aaron said he was too busy to keep it up. So everyone thought it was going away. And then they announced, no, it's not going away. It's actually going to start back up with a new number one, um, written by friend of the show, Jason Latour, who is just beside himself this week over Steve Smith getting cut by the Panthers. Uh, and, uh, it's old. And it's old. Yeah, he is. And drawn by our great friend and, 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 uh, an awesome human being, Mahmoud Asrar, um, who introduced the show this week, nice. by the way. Awesome! Oh, hey! Nice. Awesome. Nice. So, um, tell me I don't know you. Yeah. Come on. Totally. So it picks up where, where the, the last series left off. I think the last, the last series ended on issue 42, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And, uh, this basically picks up where they, where they left off. It's, it's not all that, that changed from that, you know, so it's, it's hard for me to say whether or not, like, it's a, a per, like an ideal number one starting point issue because I mean I read the other series month month to month, so I, it's hard for me. I have no basis in judgment. I don't know if you guys have a thought on that, but um, but no, I thought Latour, um, I, you know, Latour. It's funny, like when I first met him, I thought of him as as an artist, and he is that too. Um, but but you know, he's definitely doing a, a bunch of writing gigs. He's doing the art on that Southern Bastards joint that's due to drop with Jason Aaron. Oh writing. god, I but, can't um, wait for that. Cannot gorgeous. But uh, gorgeous. but I really I really dug the issue. Um, you know, I, I thought that uh, Latour has his own voice certainly, but it definitely um, uh, it, it you know he's got that same sort of snappy witty dialogue that that was in the Aaron run. You know, it was a little bit lighter on the humor. Like the, I mean, the, like the, the slapstick humor, but, but, but still, I think, you know, had, had little comedy notes. Big cast of characters, and, uh, I thought he did a nice job of fleshing out each one in terms of, of really getting a sense of them. Um, you know, Rock Slide's back in action, and I, I always kind of liked him from the Young X-Men, uh, or, and, and, and New X-Men Academy days. Um, 
it, it's it's interesting, you know, um when you think back to like Morrison's New X Men run, um you, you know, the um uh what the hell is I, I I'm blanking on his name. Quentin Choir. You know, he was like this he was one of the villains, right? I mean, certainly he he, he did the massacre at, at Xavier Mansion. And it's just it's it's almost like the professional professional wrestling analog, how like a heel can turn face. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like Quentin Choir is like suddenly being set up to be like this potential like major like mega hero over time. Like reluctantly so though, you know? But like he's it's almost as if we're being kind of led to forget like the atrocities with which he 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 partook in, you know, a few years back. And it's no different. I mean, it's it's no different than Magneto, right, becoming a... Yeah, Magneto yeah, does that all. Magneto just... <laughs> but, um, but no, I dug it a lot. I mean, again, like, the first issue was just a lot of characterization, development, and kind of resetting the status quo. And, uh, you know, there's there's a, there's a some hints that, that Kitty's, you know, being drawn back to the Academy now because mm-hmm. she kind of left during the uh, Battle of the Atom conclusion to go with the, uh, the other X-Men. And, uh, with Wolverine's current status quo in his book where he's, uh, spoilers to those that don't know, he's lost his power, his, his healing factor. Uh, and he's dealing with that, so he's kind of out of commission right now as being able to, to handle being, uh, the headmaster, the headmistress, or headmaster, so they want, uh, you know, Kitty to maybe come back to be head, headmistress, and, uh, no, I dug it. They introduced a couple new young characters, and, you know, I think while they were all cool, it's always, you know, you gotta be a little reticent about that, cause you don't know, ultimately, if they're gonna stick around or not, um, uh, although the one thing, David, I don't know what you thought, but I, it was kind of hard to look at the new character that's introduced and not think of uh, Sweet Tooth. Yes, right. I mean, it's yeah. a girl. It's a girl. Or Handler Boy and other stories. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but you're right. But it looks just like. Yeah, um, you know what? Uh, not to disparage against other books, but this um, relaunch rings true to me, as opposed to. X Factor and that new X X Force thing, well, it, it, it just they they it seems like there are books that are going through the motions, and then there are titles like this that I get the impression that it's being done out of out of honesty, just for the love of the craft and the characters, and that's it. Just this book felt real, and if it was fun, yeah, and, and it was it was a great read, and and clearly I'm any book that has my boy Phantom X in it is a book that I'm pleased with. And, uh, and Wolverine is actually off site. I don't want to spoil where he is, but he's somewhere else. And he, uh, dealing with the fact that he doesn't have powers anymore. And he, uh, he runs into Moboy Phantom X. Uh, and, uh, and I talked to Mahmoud today and I'm the proud owner of, uh, of that page. Nice. Oh, nice. Is it kind yeah. of funny that, that, the, this, wait, no, Stegman? Is Stegman doing the Wolverine? The Wolverine? Yeah. yeah. So Stegman has basically done a Spider-Man book that isn't Spider-Man and is now doing a Wolverine book that really isn't Wolverine. Well, it's Wolverine. No, he just, you mean, everybody doesn't have a healing factor. I know. I'm just trying yeah. to give him a yeah. fucking hard time. Eh. You should. But, um, Jason, that's not entirely true because Phantom X is in X-Force and that ain't all that. You're right. But like a fool, I keep buying it because it's got yeah. Phantom X in it. I know. He's a great character. He is great, although it got a little wonky there on the last X-Force series where, like, he got split into three. Right. And they That's, all were that... in love with Psylocke and they were all were fucking her. That was pretty kind of looser. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen it all at the same time. Yeah, but... well, no, they, they did. They had, well, they had a threesome. What issue was that? Oh, I don't remember the number, but it was Phantom X and the female Phantom X also both slept with Psylocke. Jesus. Uh, uh. Do you see, do you see what they're doing with, uh, the Guardians? Speaking of, uh, the Isle of Lesbos, 
Um, they are kind of pushing Gamora and Angela together. I'm not <laughs> caught up, so no. Oh, it's awesome. You gotta see the pages. It's written so beautifully that it just seems, it seems real. That of course they would gravitate towards each other because they're both, you know, super confident, super strong women and they, they, they hate the fact that each one has things in each other that they admire and it's, 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 it feels great. I love it. And it's hot. It's hot. Would you? I, I, I really dug it. It was, uh, I just read, um, 42 prior to this issue and mm-hmm. uh and yeah i mean basically it if i wasn't looking at issue numbers i don't even know if aside from the art because the art in 42 was by a, a, a plethora of of mm-hmm. artists and um crusty it was yeah but on the pencil side yeah um but it was um it, it yeah picked up right where it left off choir is, is graduated and and uh and he's a, assistant, uh, yeah, he's a teacher's yeah. assistant now, and and it's um, it 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 really did follow the the flavor of of Aaron's run, and um, I, it was it was a really good uh, jumping on point. I'll, I'll call it that because oh, it, it it set everything up where Aurora was basically letting you know where everybody is and what's going on and and she's talking to Hank and and even when when you cut across or up to where Hank was and he's talking about some of the students and it was just it was it, it was a neat way to tell you who all the players are mm-hmm. and uh um, fire busting her hair was funny yes absolutely and it was um it it really was a a uh as a, I mean a, it looked beautiful and actually, and I, I keep meaning to, um, cut and paste this or at least, um, do a screen cap and, and crop it and show mock mood. But John Wimmer, who we've seen at C2E2, hey, John. uh, he, um, good people. He, he, very good people, uh, especially since he sends me some of his codes and he, uh, <laughs> he, he gave Wolverine and the X-Men a shot because we talk about Mahmoud so much on the show and he is, uh, he is happy to say and has granted me the, um, has told me that I can tell Mahmoud that he has gained a fan. Excellent. So yeah. Um, but it, it's, I I really dug it. I I thought it was a, um, it didn't, uh, you know, Latour was definitely present, but, um, and it didn't feel like he was taking someone else's toys and trying to make them his own. It was, it, it, it read a little different, but still following that, that theme that, that, that Aaron ran with. And, and, uh, and I'm going to keep checking it out for now. I, I see no problems with it. It's, um, it's weird to call it Wolverine and the X-Men because of, of the amount of Wolverine in this issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, the only one who who kind of threw me off a little bit was um, Hellion, and that's because I haven't seen him much in the first volume. So right, sure. Um, but no, I mean, aside from that, and yeah, it it really is a good jumping on point. I I, I can't uh, I I don't see anything 
I don't have any problems with it. I, it. It's not something that I could look at and, and say, well, I can pick about this. It just, I, from start to finish, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. And Mahmoud's stuff is even better than the Supergirl stuff. It's just, he's another one of those Stegman oh, guys yeah. that just keeps getting better and better. You know, he, he does more commissions. Like, of all the guys that are like steadily working on big two books, I think he does more commissions than anybody. And his commissions are like breathtaking every goddamn time. Seriously. Yeah, you're right. So I'm like, right. what? Um, every time I see it, I'm like, there's never been one he posted that I didn't think someone wasn't getting their money's worth. Absolutely. You know? And, and, uh, his old studio, May Ilderay, is doing some, he, he's experimenting with a lot of, uh, a lot of different techniques and, and, uh, and styles. And, and he'll, he'll do commissions of, uh, or he'll do, what he, whatever he's working on at the time, whether it's stuff from Legion or Supergirl or just, you know, headshots. Is he on a book now? You see that Catwoman he did? No. They, no. Is, is he is. on a DC book right now? I don't know. A Swamp Thing. Oh, is he? Yeah, there he is. Yeah. Good oh, for cool. him. Okay, I think cool. he was on Swamp Thing, oh, yeah. Cool. yeah. I know he was on Supergirl for a while. I don't know if he still is. Mm-hmm. Don't quote me, right. but the last thing I remember, he was on uh, Swamp Thing. Oh, nice. Back to the X-Men, though. You know what? I really hope... Uh, this is just in terms of story. I really hope they're setting Hank up for a massive fall. Why? Because all of the damage and all of the death that eventually comes out of this, um, uh, Gene, little Gene being back in present continuity, that's all on him. Mm-hmm. He spearheaded that whole thing. Uh, he was, you know, I mean, I agreed with what he tried to do. But they warned him. He was warned many times. This is not something, you know. It's it's going to end badly, and it's going to. I mean, the the, the storyline that's going through now. Let's just talk in terms of damage. That would not have happened if Hank didn't just take it upon himself and pluck her out of the time stream. So I I hope there's plans for Hank because I want to see him at least see the 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 results of his his tinkering with stuff he shouldn't be messing with. Mm-hmm. Am, am I, do you not feel the same way? I mean, he's a he, he's a great character, but I think he's a little bit too um, presumptuous in that he's Holy the right enough. guy. No, that no, that he's he's has all the right answers. Like it, you're not the smartest dude in the room, and even if you are, you may not always make the right decision. I would just like to see him smack down a little bit. Huh. That's my dog, so I don't believe, I don't, I don't buy it. No, I mean, I like, I love the character. I think he's great, but you gotta admit. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. No, say it out loud. I am going to mess with time. I love that and, quote. And, and, and pull, David. um, one of the most dangerous characters in the Marvel Universe back into continuity. I mean, That's, Gene? It's, 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 yeah. yeah, it sounds insane. Well, yeah. Well, he even, I mean, he acknowledges that, right? Like when he's doing it at the beginning, right? Right. Why'd you and do he it? Even, well, he, he thought he had to. Right. And he just to just to convince Scott. Fucking Scott, dude. It all comes back to what a douche Scott is. <laughs> it's true. Well, you're always right. <laughs> Pussy, bad leader. Pedophile now. Wow. Uh, wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yellow king yellow king. <laughs> hey, no spo- no. No spoilers. God damn it. I'm only three episodes in. <laughs> Alright, more comics. Who wants to to uh, bring forth? Well, we 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 were going to start with Chris, and then we sidetracked and went. Are to you guys um, are you guys caught up with uh, with Black Science? No, no but 
That's okay. But I mean, I, from my point, I don't care. Long story short, I was really kind of rough on that first issue. It's um, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> well, it was no. Yeah, but I, you, re- I, you said that, yeah, but you you were but then you in the second issue you 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 finally come got on board. Well, no, I was. I think. Let me clarify. I think I was rightfully tough on the first issue. Yeah, you were totally wrong with it. Go ahead. No, I, no, I, I don't do that. I don't want to get on you. Go uh, ahead. No, I, no, I, I think I think that they I think that they were valid valid criticisms. And 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 to my point, I think that that the um, the series has has kind of evolved past that first issue, and now it's it's really found its stride. I, I feel like there was a, he had a. He, I feel like there was a little bit of an axe to grind in that first issue, and now um, it, he seems to be a little bit more on on track with actually telling a story. And so, okay, so I'm done talking about that bullshit. It's really good, mm-hmm. um, and now we're you know getting more into like backstory of the character and or characters, and and getting in some really fun action adventure. And so it it feels like a much more um, action adventure uh, fun comic with, I mean, there, there's serious stuff going on, but it is, it is the, the lost in space uh, epic adventure right, right. that I was, that I was, it's like sliders for. meets lost in space. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. And, and how fucking cool is that? Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. Very, very, very happy with it so far. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I've, I've read the first three issues, but the fifth one just came out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, so, yeah, so I read that and, uh, in liking it and, um, the last issue of Velvet came out and that continues to be. I gotta a, catch up on that. Oh, it's really good. It's you, really You weren't here good. two weeks ago when I, when I gushed about Lazarus. I picked the week you wouldn't be here just so you, uh, Are you, you know, yeah, I read the last issue of that and it's, it's, that keeps getting so good. I mean, yeah, no, I, I gave you props because I, I, I said that, uh, you know your 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 unending love for all things Rucka has uh you know always I think put him higher up in the hierarchy of things I always check out and and last uh you know I, I know some people kind of like been ribboning him because it's like mm-hmm. another book about like a strong woman lead but I'm like you know what I like stick hey, with what you know, know. What? like do like, what you, it's not, do, what you yeah, do well do what you do well and and it's not like each of his female protagonists has been like the same like everyone's yeah. been very different I mean he's had a you know what I mean like he's had a He's had a single mom with what a, a, what a, what a down syndrome a, what, detective. He's had a yeah. he's had a spy, you know, a, an alcoholic, you know, kind of homely spy. Could, he's had we can very a, easily yeah. flip it over and go, oh, all this guy writes is strong, physically yeah, gifted male characters. Definitely. You know, By the way, like, uh, Rucka's following like the Vince B plan. He's like all thin and shit now. Look at him getting all getting all svelte. Yeah, man, he's getting all all dieseled up. He, I read a Rucka book. Really? What? Really? Yeah. You finally, yeah. you finally read uh, Queen. Did Rucka like guest on a on an uh, issue of Cross or something? That no, no, no. It, it, it came out of Dark Horse. Um, it's called Veil. Vale. The uh, the art arts by Tony Fazula. Gesundheit. Yeah, it just it just came out. I think last week. Um, I thought the art was great. <laughs> Here we are singing Rock and wow. No, the art's really good. Book, book, uh, the art was great. It, 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 this, this woman wakes up uh, in the subway, naked, to- totally nude. They and like clam sandwich her. I mean, and proceeds to, um, uh, covered with rats, 
proceeds to make her way out of the subway, just mumbling, uh, you know, incoherent, just babbling, not rat, not cat, not fat, cocked hat in a flat with a nude tat. That's a bat. And it, and it keeps going and going and going like that. And, and then she's, uh, accosted by street toughs. One of them, you know, desires her and this, this African American steps in and, and, and saves her, so to speak, and, and puts a coat on her. And it's just, it, there, it wasn't really enough for me to formulate an opinion on whether or not I like where this is going. You know, it was, it, it was, the story was okay. The art's fantastic. I mean, there, there's, uh, how does she get in the subway? What's, what, what caused her to forget, uh, and, and act in this state? I don't know. I'm gonna keep reading it, but I mean, as of right now, this first issue, it, it was, it was good. Mm-hmm. It just, you know, it's not the rucka that, that I've read to, to me. I mean, this is definitely not Queen and Country. It's, there's, there's really not a whole he, lot he, of... He has range. No, I know, but what I was gonna say, there's, 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 there's the beginnings of a, of a story here, it just, I think the issue should have been maybe longer. Just give me a little more. Mm-hmm. You know? But I mean, I, I think it's, uh, from what I see here, the, the, I, I love the art, I'm gonna stick with it. He, I'm sure he'll pay it off in the end, right? Cause it's Rocka, he always does. Mm-hmm. But as of right now, this, this veil thing, it was, it was good. It was, it was a solid good. That's fair. Yeah. I'm not I liked it, mm-hmm. but you know, it, it, I'm not gonna tell Christopher to read it because he's gonna. So oh, sure. this is true. Sure. But yeah. but yeah, to go back to, to Lazarus real real quick, that that book is is nailing it every issue. And the world that is being built there is absolutely frightening and entertaining. It it, it that book I put it down and it's like that book makes me think. And I love that. Yeah, I, I very much enjoyed I gotta it. Get my hands on that. You what? I gotta get my hands on that because that looks like the Rucka book for me. It's really good. It's really good. There's a there's a lot of uh, a lot of thought in it, and it's it's deals with a lot of stuff. There's and it's uh, the character development in it is is really really good. Agreed. Yep, good stuff. And Mike Lark's not getting out of the park too. I like Michael Lark. Yeah, he's very good in it. No diggity. So. That Rucka, there's one thing you could say about Mr. Rucka. He is prolific. And he broke his own mm-hmm. rule. He's back to writing a Marvel book. What's he, yep. what's he doing? Cyclops. Yep. Is he? Well, I mean, he had done, um, uh, he had done Punisher not too long ago, but after he left that, was he kind of done? Why? Well, yeah, that's true. I forgot about the Punisher. He had, remember he had said when he quit that he wasn't going to do big two books anymore. I forgot that he did the Punisher, so I guess he Yeah, he came back. He came here back and and his Punisher. Yeah, that's right. And who's on the front of the Cyclops uh, issue with uh, our boy Slim? Did you see the cover of the first issue? No. Corsair. Oh, well, that's what the story's about, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's I'm, the, ver- I'm very the, interested. It's the young Cyclops from the, from the, brought, brought from the past. Right. Right. And he's hanging out right. with daddy. Yeah. That, see, that's interesting to me. That, that, we, that needs to be explored. Okay. He's got because Corsair has a second chance now to spend some time with his boy instead of going, you know, star hopping with 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 skunks. Capsiba. Yeah. Capsiba. Love that name. Me too. Me. Yeah, she's a great character. Mm-hmm. Skunks and frogs. I, is she, is she a dance. great? Is she a great player? I mean, or a great? Is she a, a great character? Really? 
Yeah, I like She's her. Cool. But a great character. She's not so good in Hero Clicks, though. A little, a little, <laughs> little too much, a little too much hyperbole. There was great, that one night where great character, her yeah. Squirrel Girl, and, and Wolverine got a little drunk and. <laughs> yeah. Lots of tails. A lot of nuts. Both figurative and and. There you go. Yep. I got something really offensive. Oh, wonderful! Never. <laughs> I refuse to believe that. Uh, I ordered this book based on the strengths of its cover. Uh, it's published by Oni, and oh. uh, the um, the creators apologized in advance for the offensiveness of this book. And so, naturally, you're speaking my language, right? So, so I pre-ordered it, and um, it is written and lettered by Rick Spears. Illustrated by James Callahan, color art by Luigi Anderson, <laughs> and there's there's a Maybe. variant cover by the the great Eric Powell. It's uh, the auteur number one. Ah, oh, I heard about this book. Yeah, the cover's awesome. Um, it's uh, it's about a Hollywood film producer named uh, Nathan T. Rex. <laughs> and uh, he's fallen on some hard times. He had a string of really successful movies. But uh, his latest, just a bad, bad decision all around, is a trilogy, a science fiction CGI trilogy that cost over $500 million to make because he shot all three parts simultaneously, the Steve Jackson model, right? And the, the film opens... And it bombs. It, it, it bombs so hard. They said you could see it from space. That's how. That's how hard it, it, it bombed. And uh, prospects are not looking good because, uh, as is said in the book, uh, in Hollywood, you're only as good as your last movie, right? So this one-time hotshot film producer is now persona non grata. With uh, and the, get this, the name of the studio is called Paramount, but it's. The, the family that was running it is Pear, P-E-A-R, Pear Amount, P-E-A-R Amount. Uh-huh. It's, that, that's funny. Uh, okay. uh, so, so, um, T-Rex, uh, he's distraught, you know, he, uh, on camera, he's like, fuck the critics, I don't give a shit. Uh, I, I'm an auteur and, and my films please people, but, you know, deep inside, he's like, I'm at the end of my friggin' rope, what am I gonna do? Mm-hmm. So he goes to see the, uh, deposed, uh, I guess you could say outmoded one-time uh, ruler of Paramount Pictures, the the senior, Zal Senior, and uh, this guy's wheelchair bound, and and uh, you know he he's up there in age, and uh, Nathan's like, you 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 gotta help me, I I, I need I need something. Uh, do you have drugs? <laughs> and and he downs a bottle of he doesn't even know what it is, and it turns out to be Spanish Fly. So he gets a, while he's talking to Zal, he gets a massive erection. And, and Zal's like, you know, you have the stuff, you just have to find it. Uh, I'll give you, uh, the name of someone I trust to help you through this. And it's a, a man named Dr. Love. A guru, actually he is a charlatan guru who helps him through this thing. But the, the scene is just amazing. Amazingly well written. The, the two are talking and, and Nathan has this huge erection, right? And, uh, Zal, who at one time was a, a big game hunter because his room is just festooned with, with trophies, 
animal heads on the wall and he's got one wall that have like you know elephant guns and these massive rifles and and while nathan is is talking and getting more and more and more you know uppity and distraught ah, i need help he he takes a gun off the wall and blasts him with a tranquilizer so nathan hits the ground on his back and when zal gives him the card to dr love he places it right on the tip of his erection <laughs> It's awesome. You got to read it. It's great. And when he walks into to Zal's room, I want to get this right. So hang on. Let me fire up the old I, iPad here. Um, he walks into Zal's room, and Zal's in there, and he's in shadow, blah, blah, blah. He's surrounded by his trophies. He said, uh, what's the greatest movie title of all time? And without hesitation, Zal says, Octopussy. <laughs> it's so good but anyway so so dr love uh tries to work his mojo on uh t-rex and he to do so to get him all lubed up and creative those creative juices juices flowing he gives him a, a syringe of dmt right in the forehead which is very dangerous and probably impossible but for the sakes of uh, uh, you know the story uh, you know whatever D- dmt's nuts uh anyway so so as he's tripping jason's gonna love this part he's he's floating around in idea space and he, he's up towards the surface and he's like i don't want any of this shit i want the really hard to get ideas the ones that you know not everybody can have so he dives deeper into idea space and as he goes down there's like vikings and superheroes and and pirates but way down deep where the where the big ideas come from there's a white whale with a harpoon in it that's awesome that's that's concept and that just that just makes me smile right but so the the one idea that he gets from this dmt uh experience he's going to do a old-fashioned slasher film called what's it called president's day and the the culprit is an axe-wielding abraham lincoln that's his big idea right and and when he when the idea hits when the idea hits him it's a double page double page spread of abraham lincoln shearing off the front of well the the frontal lobe and his eyes and part of his nose of of uh, t-rex's head with an axe and you got to see it. There is gray matter and blood, and it, it actually cuts one of his eyeballs in half like a hard-boiled egg. And, and um, it's—I I didn't even describe uh, Callahan's style. Think, jeez, uh, you know, it's—it's it's obvious. I'm going to say Jeff Darrow. That's the obvious comparison. It's a clean line style, very super highly dense detail, but. To me, it looks like Seth Fisher. Remember uh, the the uh, late oh, yeah, Seth yeah. Sure. that did uh, Will World and uh, that Vertigo Fisher Pop. Oh, yeah. It's 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 that clean line, beautiful style. The color is amazing. Uh, the, Luigi Anderson. There is not one gradient in this entire book. It's all flat color, but it, it it's done old school, where the, you bump up percentages of color next to each other and when you pull back it looks like an actual gradient but it's really not it's just flat color and it's really smartly done um it looks like i don't think there's many books out there that look like this it's it's unique in both story and uh presentation i i I just loved every bit of it but anyway so he's got this idea 
for this this slasher fic. Um, and he be- and he begins filming it, but the only bad part is they started filming it where the where the the killer's wearing a Reagan mask, and he he go he barges into the set and he goes fuck this we're not using Reagan it's got to be it, it has to be Lincoln and none of this knife shit he's got to have an axe and so the director gets all ticked off with him and and he's at the end of his rope where does where do you go when you're a producer in Hollywood and you're at the end of your rope well you go to a strip club right of course. Get some ideas. the The name of the strip club is the Vatican, and all of the uh, performers are dressed as nuns. <laughs> so he, he's in he's in the strip club, and uh, so hot. It's, it's, I, I swear, um, his his uh, guru looks like Zappa with a turban, <laughs> and his his uh, his guru provides him a paper bag and a tube of model glue, and he starts huffing it. In the in the the strip club, and he gets another revelation. He, a revelation in the Vatican. Go go figure. Um, he gets another revelation. In order to do this movie right, this this serial killer flick, I need it has to be believable. I I need you know somebody who knows what they're talking about. He is going to get a murder consultant in the form of this serial killer, this honest to god real world serial killer named Darwin. And, and he's standing there in the, in the strip club, um, dripping wet, which is kind of weird because he was tripping at the time he was in water. And so how, how he brought that, that water back into the real world is beyond me. And he has one of those, um, fish that live way down deep, the ones that are bioluminescent with the, the ones that have the lures that yeah. come out. Of their, and he's holding it like a gun and pointing at the TV. And he says, I need a motherfucking murder consultant. This book is awesome. I'm telling you, you you are not going to find another title out there that that is going to read like this. It's just, it's all over the place, and it's you got to read the. Um, there's an afterword by uh, Charlie Chu that says, you know what, this book is not for everyone. If if you're looking for a, a high concept uh, Hollywood pitch, this is not it. If you're looking for hyper violent gritty superheroes, not going to find them here. Zombies, no way. What this book is is honest and it's done it's comics for the love of comics story for the sake of story there's 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 nothing that's going to trip your trigger like this book and it's that's exactly what i found out to be true it's insane and uh go, google it the auteur it's it's really really good and i'm so glad i pre-ordered it and i'm i think i'm paid up until issue like three which is great because i there's no way i would ever Say goodbye to this title. It's just, it speaks to me on so many levels. It's all over the place. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, you're going to love it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And the poor, um, uh, stripper gets chopped in half by Lincoln. Lincoln with an axe. It's, it's, it's well, just I mean, brilliant. We saw that in the Vampire, we did. Vampire Hunter movie. Yeah, but I mean, it's, I, it's, I, it was a good movie. It's foul. Once again, it's f- once again is, is Hepzibah a great character or a good character? Depends on your perspective. Yeah, it is yes. true. Yes, it does. Yeah. But no, this is Rick Spears and company, just amazing, amazing work. Thank you for making this. It's just, this is, this is one of those things that just whispers right in my ear and, and sticks its little pinky up my butt at the same time. Oh yeah. Nice. Yep. Anybody, nice. uh, anybody get the, uh, uh, the Stray Bullets, um, um yeah, Ultimate uh, Compendium. Yes, but it, on, it'll on arrive on Friday, so. Yeah, I got a roll by, uh, 
by challengers uh, tomorrow on the way home from work and uh, and pick that up. But did anybody but they, read Stray Bullets, The Killer's number one? Yeah, I was going to say it was a double Stray Bullets day. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I don't think that was a coincidence. It's awesome. It's it and it is every bit as good as I mean it it, it feels like it was pulled right out of time. He didn't skip a beat, dude. He didn't miss did a not, step. Did not. I mean, it is it is it, it could be it could be a what fourteen year was fourteen years ago ish nineteen ninety ish. Or, God. Yeah, I don't know offhand, but yeah. No, God, no, that's, I'm sorry, that's 24 it, years it, ago. It, it, Get a little old, nice. senior moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're not even close to old. Getting there. Getting there. Jeez. Um, do you guys read it? I didn't read it yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, really. it was awesome. It just kind of, it's, it's, it's the, it's a perfect Stray Bullets story because you kind of feel like you need a shower after you're done reading it. Yeah, and I heard it's not, Contingent on um, the last issue. The, I mean, the previous issue. You can just jump right into yeah, this. Because yeah, definitely. And definitely. Of the few issues that I read, it, it's. Um, I mean, you see Spanish Scott on the cover, so yeah, it's it's. Uh, oh, he's such a scumbag! Such an asshole! Such an asshole! Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't read past those issues, the, the the freebies from a couple of months ago, and um, and I did read this, and. It's it's a straight bullets comic. I'll 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 say that. I, oh, it's, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So it's it's um, it's not it's not bad. It's just not my cuppa. It's in color, right? No, it's white. No. Oh, good, good, good. It's black and white. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, to David's point, I mean, it's uh, Spanish Scott's the only recur, the only prior character in this in this first yeah. issue. And he's an asshole. Well, that's pretty oh, that's, smart. That is, that's pretty smart on Lapham's part. But it's just, you know, it's, it's just like, it's, like Chris said, it's just, it's raw, man. I mean, you, you know, this is not, uh, this is not for anyone looking for a feel good story or, Dude. I mean, this is, you know, crawling, you know, and, and this is different than like, I know Vince talked about Cross a lot where, where you just sort of, they just kind of go into the, you know, like almost the, the, almost the absurdity of, of yeah. depravity. This, yeah, this, 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 this is this, this is, is Lapham dealing in the yeah. real world, like like yes. the, the right. depravity yes. that which exists is, in the real world, like which is more disturbing. Absolutely, because this, yeah. this is actually happening. All like this kind of thing happens all the time, and these kind of human beings exist. Frankly, uh, I, could, I, I, I you probably, probably lived probably, through that exactly the, the conversation the boys had in the backyard. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. so this is just. It makes your skin crawl because you've you've had experiences that are tangential to many of these, and uh, and he just uh, you know he Lapham is certainly uh, he he is not a believer in the innate goodness of of humanity. <laughs> no, no, and you know, but then again, I don't know. I kind of feel like he is, but it's like to to realize how good humanity can be, you kind of have to shine up a, a light on, I mean, he knows how despicable these people are. Of and, course. and in order to, to know how despicable they are, I guess you, you, I mean, you have to have an understanding of, of, of the inverse of that. You know, I hope anyway, if that makes any sense. Yeah. But it was really well done. That's I mean, why, that's why it's riveting is because, you know, I think it's like, you know, hey, for all of the good people out there, this is how fucked up things can be, you know. Yeah. So. yeah. I mean, this is highly anticipated and, oh, uh, so, and yeah, it it's really delivered. It was, you know, it was just, uh, just, just creepy. It made you feel, you know, sick to your stomach by the end of it, which is exactly what you're, you're trying to accomplish, you know, in a, Lapham straight bullets relaunch. Right, so, right. Yeah. It, you're you're right though. It's much more horrifying than crossed. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. I, mean, I, don't, I haven't, I haven't read, you know, I haven't read Cross, so I, I can't speak, but I just, from your descriptions, again, like that is, you don't get much more graphic or, or raw than that, but, but obviously that's almost to the, like, theater of the absurd, because the stuff. Right. It, well, it is. It's Grand Guignol. It yeah. is. And that, I mean, the, 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 uh, transgressive, aspect of of the the series is built into the concept the premise i mean you have to push the envelope and cross or it's not going to work well and the thing about lapping with straight bullets is like i I know you're you were saying chris about like maybe he is trying to say there's some innate goodness but but like it, it like even people that are like almost like random tertiary characters in this book are like despicable despicable you know like the like the dude watching the you know that's that's keeping watch outside you know, of course, he just happens yeah. to be a pederast, too, right? Like, you know, it's like, it's, it's like, <laughs> well, by the way, my opportunity, right? It's just like, oh, because the opportunity presents itself, he's ready to, you know, try and rape this little boy. You know, it's like, it's like, it's, uh. you know, it doesn't happen just for those that would be like, you know, there, there, there's really nothing overtly graphic in this first issue. Um, I don't think there has to be though, no, right? That's what I mean. Like, it's I mean, it's disturbing nothing, in every way. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It was, that's like Rid- Ridley Scott. You didn't see the alien for most of it for a reason. Right. Right. Oh. It's, it's it's scarier when it's in the shadows. Oh. The uh, the the alien video game that's launching on PS4 looks fucking <laughs> looks fucking awesome. It looks yeah, amazing. You, oh my! God. I gotta cut you a check because you saved me a good four hundred bucks. Nice. How so? Because you by telling me that you can't use the PS4 as a media server. Yeah. I don't want any part of it. Yeah. Until they nope. until they bust that out. So. Well, yeah, but I mean, my my three works fine. As I also heard that uh, Titanfall is 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 good, but it's not it's not great. It's not gonna it's not gonna move units for the Xbox One. Really? Boy, that that system, I don't know. Well, it got an eighty five, and and a buddy of mine that's like a a tech, uh, he's a a media and technology analyst. uh, He he was like, you know, an eighty five doesn't doesn't sell sell systems. You know, a ninety a ninety five, you know, a ninety eight that sells systems. Like people go out and buy systems, like Halo. Yeah, 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 but but uh, but but an eighty-five does not. So that's sad. Oh, it well. looks cool to me. I mean, I haven't tried it. So I, uh, Wolfenstein. Like, Wolfenstein looks awesome. That one. Uh, Have you guys heard the premise for the new Wolfenstein? Well, I'm not no, a first, first fan of Hitler shooters, so. I'm sorry, David. What did you say? If, if it's not Hitler, what's the point? Well, yeah. it's it's it is an alternate reality New York where. Um, uh, the Nazis won World War II. And so it's 1960 New York and you're a freedom fighter fighting Nazis in, in New York in 1960. Well, that sounds that's, pretty cool. Yeah, it, yeah, it looks fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. As long as it's still fighting Nazis, I mean, yeah, oh, yeah, you're totally fighting Nazis. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but it's like more, but it's like more modern day ish, but it still has that, you know, kind of throwback field because it's the sixties. I, I absolutely, I loved the hell. Out of all the id games, I, it was. Uh, oh, I mean, yeah. I I enjoyed Doom. Quake fucked me up. Something <laughs> awful. Uh, yeah, uh, it just freaked me out, man. I, yes. I still can't watch the. Um, I watched it once, and I'm 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 scared to watch the the dude super quick walkthrough where where he beat it, and I'm like, I just it brings back too many goddamn memories. But it's um, you're right. And then I I I stepped away from that, and I had a ton of fun for about half a year playing Unreal Tournament with a few people. That was a lot of fun, but it wasn't anything like Quake or, or, or anything else. It, Dude, the, the end of Doom 2, that messed my shit up. Oh, yeah. That was nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I don't want to play Quake. But my favorite part of the id games was watching um, 
the character get beat to shit as your as your life um, and, and went flashes. Yeah, yeah, and you, you you got like a black eye, and you're all bleeding from the nose, and then that was like, oh shit, I'm dead. Yeah, yeah. good times. Duke Nukem. Yeah, I love that. I never, I never <laughs> got into Half Life. Never got into that one. Half Life. Half Life's good, but it's the it's the orange box was great because well, as as Vince would know, it had Portal. Yeah, but see, the thing that kills me about Orange Box, they were giving it away at one point. Yeah. Try and buy it now. It's like 40 bucks. Oh, yeah, it's not cheap. It's not cheap. No. And, you know, my son likes Half-Life for the mods. Uh-huh. He, yeah, doesn't play, he doesn't play Half-Life proper. He plays all those goofy, you know, mods that they have out there. Whatever. Yeah, Let's comics, talk about some comics. Yeah, comics, yeah. y'all. Lost Jason. <laughs> oh, that's all we have to do is talk video games and lose them? Oy. David and I took a little journey this week. We did. Oh, man. We did. Thanks. Thanks. What now? What now? Well, Comixology has got this uh, budding annual tradition where um, at the uh, South by Southwest, which, by the way, can we talk for a second? When did South by Southwest become, like, the think- haven for media and tech, like, I, I hate the acronym. It kills me. Yeah, to, to see. No, it, it, yeah it's turned into the, the tech place, yeah. I, and yeah. It pretty much didn't – it wasn't even on my radar, I think, until <laughs> last year with, with Marvel AR. Like, I didn't – how long has this been going on? Yeah, I think it's been like the last five or six years. It's kind of like the way San Diego, more from a comic show to – like, like South by Southwest has gone from like an indie music scene to this massive – Startup and like you know new media and and and, and tech, tech like announcements tech yeah but but that being said so not to get too far afield um uh comicsology when did San Diego become a movie place well, that's what I'm saying yeah comicsology um has been doing this thing where they have a giant uh offering in, in conjunction with South by South by Southwest I think. Was it last year or the year before that they had that massive Marvel number one offering and then it like crashed Comixology? Last year. They, yeah, it was last year, right? So this year they, they didn't do a Marvel thing. They, um, they, they started, um, early last year, they started a thing called Comixology Submit, which is basically a very easy to use self-publishing platform that allows people to upload their works onto Comixology with very little, um, you know, it's not hard to get your, your your thing up there, and it just becomes a marketplace where people can can buy your work, and you can you can you know monetize it. So um, it's it's scaled quite nicely. It, there's just a, a a crap ton of content, but I think Comicsology is is number one aware that that's a lot of people still don't know about the submit part of the the site, and two, um, you know, there's a little bit of like just much like a, like the the app stores. You know, there's a little bit of signal to noise ratio issue. You know, where like people kind of go and they don't know where to begin because they don't have any basis for how to judge each work against one another. So uh, their South by Southwest uh, announcement this year was for 10 bucks, you could download 100, um, submit titles. And, uh, and so I saw it and it was only like for two days. So I I put it out on Twitter and, uh, Dap and I both, uh, partook in it and, the great thing is that, you know, I bought it sudden scene, like I didn't know what the titles were, but, but the, um, the great thing is, is not only was it a hundred titles for, uh, ten bucks, but many of the titles are like full on graphic novels. Yeah, like, it's, they're like collections it's, or trades. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's a crazy amount of content for ten bucks. 
And then I sort of lo- we started looking through the list, and 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 a bunch of the stuff is actually stuff that uh, I've backed on Kickstarter, or you know that that we're kind of passively familiar with from other people. So it's it's it was a great selection, and um, you know, apologies as people are listening to this, it's you know the sale was a quick one. So if you if you don't follow us on Twitter, you, you probably or you didn't see it elsewhere, you missed the boat on it. But but David and I thought it'd be cool to. Um, to uh, you know, pick a few of them that we were unfamiliar with and uh, and give them a try and tag team on them. So that's what we did. That's nice. It was with that heavy sigh, dude. I know. I didn't say anything. I didn't say a word. You're a big Go sigh, ahead. dude. No, I did. You I was did. Breathing. Bullshit. Uh, Don't reach on uh, me, but all right. No, that's not true. That is not true. If you if you actually ever were on Twitter anymore, uh, you, oh my god, I was on Twitter like all well, week. Well, then you should have seen it. Wait, yeah, you didn't. No, I, I didn't. It's all right. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't want to. I'm not a speed bump. By the way, Get the going. books are available for you to read too. They're sat after the Mikasa fact. That's cool. Oh, oh, you had a party last week. Oh, I'm sorry, I couldn't make it. Go wow. ahead. Wow, wow. 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 Well, David, what do you want? Which one do you want to start? <laughs> I, I think we we tag teamed on four books, right? <laughs> yes. So what uh, do you want to jump onto? We can. <laughs> Good, bad, or the ugly. We'll start with. Oh, well, see, man. the ugly, the, I don't know how Vince is going to feel about the ugly. Oh. Wait a minute. What about the ugly? I want to, now I want to start with the, the ugly. The uglies, but. The, 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 the ugly is, well, if, if it's the one, and apologies then if it isn't, but, um, I think of the few that we picked to choose from, uh, Twilight Monk wasn't exactly yeah. Jason's, um, nah. he wasn't enamored with it. And nah. Vince, Twilight Monk is written and drawn by Trent Canigua. You bastard. Wait, I don't, is that significant? I don't, I don't get it. What's the connection? How could it, how could it not look good? <laughs> That's what no, I, honestly, I don't, I don't get it. What's the, why is there, why does that have any meaning to Vince? David? Go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 you go. Oh, no, no, David, I, no, I'm, oh, no, you, op- you, you, you open the floodgates, my friend. What's your favorite thing that he did? Oh, Jesus. It's, it's a little bit of stuff for Marvel, but his um his his big thing was Creed. Um, he uh he is that why you picked this, David? No, Creed. Yes, he um did you he, picked it. Did you know it was by Trent Canigua? When I was flipping through the list of what everything was there, I didn't. I, I saw his name and I saw it attached to it, so I figured I'd give it a shot because I I'd know what it, it, the art looked like. I dug the art a lot more than I dug the story. Me too. Oh, me too. I mean, I, wait, is it done in the style of Creed? Like, I don't know what Creed the, looks like, so I can't speak to that, but. Well, it's, it's in the McFarlane zone. No, the, the, this is more in like the cartoony sort of Bacalo Ramos zone. Oh, I gotta see this. There is a twilightmonk.com website, Vince. But I'm with you, David. I mean, I had no issue with the art. Like, I didn't, like, the first page, I thought, all right, this is going to be cool. You know, it actually looked a little bit to me like, like, Remind. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit a little like bit. that. Yeah. Yeah. A little more background. Like, like, he had a little more. But, but, but I just, the story just, I, to, I mean, to be honest, I, I, I think after like 20 pages, I just basically flipped through the rest of the visuals just to kind of. Yeah. It was, um, because the, 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 the character, the main character is, is a little annoying. And, uh, there are, it it kind of picked up a little bit when we're when we get introduced to a stranger and there's a talking turtle. Um, 
there's it's wow. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, Julian would like this book. Oh, hey, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know, this does not look all that much like Creed uh, Trent. Right. Okay. Well, I'll take your word for that. But, but yeah, I mean, you have to speak to this more than I can, David. Because again, I, I didn't. I mean, the story just didn't grip me. I mean, it's it's a it's it's a it's a martial arts themed book. The, the kid, the main kid, is like got. Like like many Japanese, like he's got blonde, bleach blonde, spiky he looks like hair. A super Saiyan. Yeah, you know, looks like like a baby Ryu or something, and he kind of looks like Link. He's got pointy ears, and uh, like adventures ensue, you know. But uh, I just it just didn't didn't grab me. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's um basically because he's brash and 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 not um and uh, stubborn when he and his two friends are members of um of an order and. They always get stuck doing the the whack ass missions, and and uh, it's it's because of of homie's attitude mostly. But um, they they find this pillar or this chest, and and uh, he wants to get inside it. But then these these reavers show up, um, and there's a big fight, and and things um, things kind of take off from there a bit one of the friends gets uh gets kidnapped there's a han solo looking dude who shows up um the next book are the, book, are the reavers the things with the beaks yes. oh they're nice they do look funky um and there are some pages where it looks like he spent a lot of time and, and he and he was getting detailed down and he he just it was a labor of love and then there are a couple other pages where the faces look a little rushed and and it just it for whatever reason, but uh, it's it's not. There's some inconsistencies as as uh, as you turn some pages here and there. Um, book two is called Beast of Bourbon, uh, yeah, which I like um, it already. Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, I'm 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 interested to see where the story is going. Not so much for the main character, but uh, to see more about the Reavers and and what they're doing with this um, this pound of flesh and and uh, it. Are, are the Reavers plant based? Can they, or, or, or can they like transform? Cause this one panel, he's got a huge arm. I mean, it's a colossal yeah, arm. Yeah, it's, it's, um, they, yeah, there's some of that one piece bullshit in it, like, things can, like, oh. extend their arms and do all kinds of crazy shit. I will say awesome. one thing about these pages. Kudos to you, sir. I think the art, the art's great. But uh, uh, the panel lines are way too thick. Yeah, exactly. Way too thick. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, but it is what it is. I mean, again, I, I don't. You know, I think we started off with the the, the least exciting one. But uh, but you want to do a you want to do the uh, relaunch? Yes. All right. So relaunch is illustrated by a friend of the show and Facebook friend of Dap and I and frequent contributor to my jam pieces, Mr. Hey. Daniel Govar. Yes. Yes. It, it, wow. It, the crickets. We're getting yeah, crickets well, here. No, I'm writing. I'm oh, writing. Nice. Okay. G O V A R. I got it. Um, it's uh, yeah. This was, I believe, one of the. Um, I believe it was a Zuda book. It was. It, it was. And Ron Peraza is the writer. And Ron yes. is uh, is or was an exec. Uh, was it DC? Was that where he was an exec? Yeah, because I think Zuda was kind of he was running the show on that. Oh, he was in charge of it. I believe so. Oh, cool. Okay. 
Oh, I didn't realize that. No, okay. well, I, I think that's the case. He oh, he works at Marvel now. Okay. Yes. Yeah, okay. I, I believe he's part of the uh, the the Infinite stuff. Oh, and here you go. He was VP and general manager of Comicsology until he went to Marvel. Oh, oh shit! Wow. So there you go. So he's the writer. So he and Govar are buddies. I think they've done other stuff together too. But it's a short story. Um, it's uh, this one is a, we should have said the uh, Twilight Monk is is a black and white book. Um, this is a uh, a colored book, and I believe it's all digital, if I'm not mistaken, right? Because I know yes. we're talking to Daniel. He he works mostly digitally. Um, the cool thing about this book, uh, well, there's there's a couple cool things, but the, the one of the things, much like I was uh, singing the praises of War of the War of the Woods, this is a um, like a digitally designed book, like it's. As you swipe the, it's more of an animation, like cell animation style where like different panels change, but like the whole page doesn't all at once. So it's almost like a, like a stop motion, like cartoon first. So it takes a much better, makes much better use of the digital format than just simply taking like a paper comic and putting it in, in a digital PDF. So I think that's great. What was but, cool is, um, I'm sorry, the, there were, uh-huh. um, a few pages where when you swipe it, it's it's the same it's the same layout where it's it's an exterior shot of the ship and the and and inside that bigger panel is the three or four panels and and there's a conversation going on and you see the characters interacting but when you as you swipe and you just think those smaller panels are changing if you actually look to the exterior shot you'll see bits of the ship flying around yeah it's really neat it really and is. I, I will say i had seen i had just watched uh the movie gravity Oh, uh, the day before I read this comic, and uh, if if those are, that have seen Gravity, it, it is the exact same setting. It's a a thin uh, woman in a spacesuit in a you know in, on a spaceship trying to you know uh, handle a, a malfunctioning situation, and that is pretty much the you know the, that is the dead center of what happens in Gravity as well. So so it was it was very it was kind of odd that like a sort of serendipitous occurrence to, to read, the, read this after watching that. But, uh, but I mean, I guess David, the way to best describe this, it's kind of like a sci-fi episode of twilight zone. Like you, you're, you're, you're given a premise, which seems relatively straightforward if you're familiar with science fiction tropes. And then there's a sort of a crescendo a conclusion that is the, the, the twist. I mean, would you say that's fair? I would definitely say that's fair. Yeah. I wasn't expecting it to pretty much be a, a done in one. I, um, because there's so many of the uh of the books from this bundle that are that they continue um, right 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 and and to get to the end of this and I'm like well okay I mean it was it was different from the other things I've been reading this week and it was nice to just have a a self-contained short story uh whether you like most twilight zones whether you whether you like the ending or not or or um think justice is done but it was uh i thought the the look is amazing it 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 is it's an it's a neat story i i don't think that um i think peraza is 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 a good writer i just but i mean i'm i'm just blown away by by the art and and the colors are great but i think just i like daniel's women whether it, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter um it's uh they're not Adam Hughes women or, or, or Scotty Young women or Mike Norton women. They just, they, 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 they're thin and they just, their features are different than you'd see 
pretty much anywhere else. Um, yeah, yeah. When we met, when we hung out with him for a little bit in Baltimore, remember I asked him if he had like a muse because so many of his women, I think, have such a similar look that I, I honestly thought like he he based them off of like life model, you know, life poses like that. He, you know, because he 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 photographs like he he he's a photographer as well. Uh, and, uh, he said no, like, I thought he had, like, a, I thought it was his girlfriend or his wife, or, you know, I thought there was, like, some woman that was, like, the pattern, the archetype for the, the way he draws women, just because, like, he is such a consistent, like, body type that he draws, but, mm-hmm. uh, but he said he didn't, so, you know, but, but I think, again, this woman is evocative of the same kind of women we've seen in his other stuff, so. Definitely. But I, yeah, uh, like you said, I mean, it's, it's, it is what it is. It's like a 25 page one and done sci-fi with a twist at the end. Yeah. And I don't give the twist away because then it kind of defeats the point of the book. But, but yeah, no, I definitely dug it. I definitely recommend it again. It's, uh, you know, for, for anyone that likes that kind of, that Twilight Zone type of feel. I mean, this is, you know, Rod, you can hear, almost hear Rod Serling's voice, you know, at the start of the, uh, of, of the issue. So. Yeah. It, and, and it's not something, and I think because of the way the, uh, the story progresses and, and the animation or the images change as you swipe. It's, it's something that I think you'll get more out of if you read it a second or third time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, the, it's not something I think, you know, you should read once. Oh yeah, no, I get it. Or it's neat and then, and then move on. It's, it, I'm going to go back to it. it. It hasn't been taken out of my library yet because I just, I'm going mm-hmm. to sit down and enjoy it again a little slower next time. But, um, it was, uh, and, and a lot of these, uh, that were part of this bundle are 99 cents or usually on sale or been discounted from comiXology. So even, and, and some of them probably, I, I know some of them were already in my collection from past sales or, or when they were given away for free. But, um, I think relaunch might be, 99 cents, but I, I definitely would recommend it. Yeah, and like I said, a couple of these were definitely Kickstarters, some of, some of which I haven't backed. Uh, not the ones we're talking about now, but, but a few of the ones in the, in the bundle. Um, now, oddly enough, cause you, we sort of said which ones should you read, and you, you picked a couple, I picked a couple. Uh, I picked one for us to read called, uh, The Arrival, which, oddly enough, is, is not dissimilar of a setting. It's, it also is set in, in space, and, and they're on a space mission. Um, Although, I mean, that's probably where the similarities end. I, I would say, like, it's the polar opposite of relaunch in terms of the artistic, uh, aesthetic approach. Um, the Arrival is, uh, written by, uh, and I don't know either of these creators prior to this book, so pardon me for that, but, but, uh, it's, it's written by, um, uh, uh, and drawn by Thomas Ko- Kovach, I guess, Kovach? K-O-V-A-C-H, so I guess Kovach. Um, with this, it's, so it's written and illustrated by him, but it's a story by he and a guy named Nishan Patel. So I don't know what Nishan's role was on this, but, uh, but the art is, is very, I mean, whereas Govars is, is digitally colored and painterly and, and highly detailed. This is very, you know, black and white with, to use to your point for earlier events, no gradients, just black and white. It's, it's, there's either black or there's white. And it's a very, very simple line work and blocky. Um, but, but it, I mean, it, it, it's not amateurish. It doesn't, I don't think it, I don't think the artwork hurts the book, but it's just a, just a diametrically different approach. Uh, you know, the art kind of serves to almost as a vessel for the story. When I was reading this, the thing that first came to mind to me was like, like with Bendis and Torso, you know what I mean? Like, like in the sense that, just in the sense that like the, the art is not. Like I didn't think I didn't look the at the right, like, the writing kind of carries it. 
Yeah, the, the, I almost love right, the art. I mean, he's he's using. His, I'm saying the art is bad, but the writing. Yeah, is he's good. got reasonably he's a reasonably talented artist, but he clearly is a writer, and he 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 probably you know he said I'm going to draw this story because I want to tell the story. You know what I mean? Um, do, would you agree with that, David? Or I would. It, the the art style is it looks like something that you'd see advertised in the back of Amazing Heroes in the '80s, maybe something put out by Slave Labor. Oh or, yeah, uh, it just right. it it um. It's that style. It's it's a story that you would see maybe in an anthology somewhere. Um, yes, yes. And it's and again, it, it's another one that's that's done in one, and it is. Uh, but a much more complex. Like like in this thirty four pages, they attack a lot of like a much more complex set of ideas than like what we deal with in in the in 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 the in the you know Govar story, right? I mean, it's like. This is like I, I think I was left sort of scratching my head because there's a lot going on in these 34 pages. Yeah, like, I and think it, they're trying to really say a lot. And there were times where I'm like, I thought it was a lot longer than 34 pages. Agreed. They, uh, it's, I mean, and, and there were some things that I don't think you needed to. I, I don't think we really needed the the team debriefing or mm-hmm. uh, even the pages leading up to that where we're explaining, you know, the way the world is. And and I mean, and that's just something he wanted to get out there. That's fine. But the um, the meat of it is when they're in space and what they're doing at that point. And and you kind of get an idea of what's happening to 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 Hughes to the one guy and and. Uh, and even though you you get an idea where it's going at, at that point, you, you want to see it play out. And I, I just I, I I don't think rooting for him is the right term, but I just it, it, it the artwork was sparse enough, but there was still enough going on with this character where um, his expression told me what I needed to know. And, and, and I appreciate that because there were other times where you're looking at the art and, and, and corners could have been cut. But if, if, um, and you look at the rest of the art and you really don't think a character's face would be expressive enough. But, but I think this one particular character, he, he, uh, the point was, was, was made and, and, and he got it across. Um, but it was, it, it, yeah, it, it was still a story where it is set in space, just like relaunch, just like just like Jason said. And yeah, it is. It, it's not. It's nothing like relaunch, uh, aside from the no. setting. So yeah, but it's it's. This is more of a. I mean, again, but but not like at its root, not in all that necessarily an unfamiliar setup. Like you, you have a team of, of 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 astronauts essentially sent on a mission to investigate a planet where there's some signals happening. Not to someone like Alien, you know, and then they, they, they get, they get there and, and they think there's no life, but then they, they see stuff, you know, they, they all of a sudden realize there's stuff going on. They, they go into, inside of the plant, like inside of a, you know, like a, a cave-ish sort of opening to, to investigate and, uh, and then, you know, shit starts to go down. You know what I mean? And, uh, uh, but there's like a spiritual aspect to this one. And, and this is where I'm not quite, like, I'm not even, even really sure. Like again, this is a one and done, so I don't I don't know if he has plans for more. But but it it reads more like it's the first issue of an on like of of the of a limited series. But 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 it is as far as I can tell, one and done. I, I don't see any like issue number twos being previewed or anything. But but basically the 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 main Hughes, as David mentioned, is is the main protagonist, and 
and he's the one that he's hearing voices and he's being drawn further and further into this cave and then he finds uh you know some some structures shall we say that 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 they weren't expecting to see um and then he kind of undergoes like a transformation but it's more of like a spiritual transformation at, that leads him back to earth but like all the time he's 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 getting flashbacks to like when he like he had a daughter and and I guess like she's she's passed on and uh it, it's this like sort of strange thing cause she becomes like his guide like she kind of his daughter like leads him to to like through this cavern to where he needs to be and so I'm not even really quite sure like what they were trying to to say I mean like I don't know if there was a bigger message here or if it's just sort of you know again like a like a science fiction story about a guy that sort of gets imbued with some kind of like higher consciousness by aliens and then comes back to earth to share that. I'm not sure ultimately like what they were going for, but, but, uh, but I actually really did enjoy it. I, I, again, it was, it, it, I, I think this, all of these stories benefit from like the, what I call like the anthology, uh, you know, uh, a uh, call option where like you, you know, when you read an anthology, you're a little more forgiving, like about things. Like I, right. I, I didn't, I didn't read any of these like expecting it to be like a masterpiece. So I feel like that, that served it well because I, each thing I could really just appreciate it for what it was. Like I didn't, I didn't find myself like saying, oh, well this could have been, like I just like, okay, that's what this was and, and either I enjoyed it or I didn't on a very like, like visceral level. And in this case, I very much enjoyed this one. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I, I didn't have, um, I didn't know what to expect going in and, and I remember our notes back and forth and I did start it and then I went and read something else and then I went back to it and, um, and it was one of those things where, well, you know, if I had just got through the first few pages, the, the, I would have seen, um, something to keep me going. And, and I'm glad, I'm glad I did. I'm glad I did. I'm glad I finished it. I'm glad I didn't just, you know, take those first few pages and go like, well, I, cause I would not have guessed where it was going just based on that. And, and I, I, I appreciated not, not being, um, not being led right to it right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the fourth one is actually, um, am I in your travels for tonight? Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, we can, yeah. We'll, we'll table it. Okay. All right. Although I did also read, um, uh, Anathema. I did not. So. Oh, oh, I have the physical copy of that. I know you do. And that's, and that's, oh, I, did, and I didn't read that one yet. Okay. Then I'll hold off on that. We'll, we, we can talk about it then. And, okay. Oh, I, I can read that one. That's what I'm saying. Again? So we'll, right. Yeah. And, and Jason, the reason why I read that one. Is Rachel, yes, yeah. because of the writing. Oh, nice, yeah, yeah. nice. Yeah. All right, cool. It's it's, it's old style Warren uh, publishing, and horror. and doesn't the what's the artist drawing now? Um, uh, the five uh, five. Jeez, uh, yes. I'm. Uh, oh, it's it's Mooneyham. Yep. Yeah. Oh, cool. Oh, I'll yeah. definitely. Partly Mooneyham. Yeah. Awesome. There's more. There's other artists in there too. Well, awesome. not the first issue. Oh, I got the, I have the yeah, book. Yeah, you have the book. This was, this was okay, the great. She was involved in that. Great. Oh, cool. Yeah. A woman scorned. Yeah, I think if there's a takeaway of all of this, like, is that, is that for people that, that, that maybe aren't paying attention, like, go to Comicsology Submit, you know, and, and, um, I know it's always hard to look before you leap, but, like, go back, think of it like it's back in the day when you'd go into the LCS and you'd pick up your pool, your, you know, your pool list, but then you'd kind of look at the shelves and maybe pick up an issue or two of something you didn't know just for the heck of it, like, Treat it like that, you know. Again, I mean, in in many cases, these submit books are dirt cheap because these people can't go wrong with the price. Yeah, people are just trying to get yeah. their name out there and get their stuff discovered. And uh, and uh, you know, like I said, they're they're. I mean, at least I've probably read like seven or eight of the hundred so far. And and I mean, Naria one was was lacking in quality. 
you know, so. Yeah, and they're, and they're all over the place because, um, you have, uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, that, that was one that I saw. That was, um, the, the, the first issue of the bunker was part of it. And I'm like, oh yeah, we read that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was, but I think it's the, um, it's, it's the print version. So I need to read it because I believe there's more than what we just read in those five issues digitally. Nice. Um, see, that's smart. Like the dude on the corner pushing the rock, yep. give, give you one issue of something really great, and you're going to come back for more. Exactly. And what's yeah. great about the, the Comixology not, not app... Not great, but you know what I mean. <laughs> what, what's great about Comixology, at least the app, is you get to the end of the issue, and as long as yes. the next issue is available, you could just click buy now or mm-hmm. read it and, and take it right from there. So, yeah, um, super smart. Yeah. That's but, uh, no, I mean, and, and, and they're all over the summer cartoony you're looking. Some are more... Um, some look like some serious labors of love. Some of them I just I want to read just based on the name, like Bikini Cowboy. Ooh. Um, but I don't know if the art the art may be the art may not live up to the book's title, Vince. Well, we'll see. Yes. So yeah, no, right. there's it's and you just throw a dart at at your iPad and let it land on one of these books and yeah. and. Uh, so there, we'll have things to talk about for the next few months. I also read Brandy um, Bear number one. I did not read that by one. Joe okay. Picar and Jeff Outlaw, and it looks awesome. It's pure cheesecake. Uh, the the story is really not. The story is purely I I, purely a vessel for you hurt him to draw awesome cheesecake. But well, nothing wrong with that. No, it's it's yeah, it's, it's pretty hot. I gotta see it. I gotta yeah, see yeah, it. Yeah. All right. Oh man, you guys did well. Thank you. We try. I have another offensive book to talk about. Of course you do. <laughs> yes. It, it must be my week for really, really over-the-top yeah, offensive stories. Yeah, it must be Christmas birthday. Your week? My week. <laughs> yeah. Another in a string. This is from Image. Um, it was written by Ken Christensen. Illustrated. Now, let's see if this name rings any bells. It should. Uh, illustrated by Turkish artist M.K. Perker. Of course. There you go. Mm. We, who you, who you may remember from, uh, Air, G. Willow Wilson's yes. series Air. The, the colors are by Samal Soleyan. Soleyan, sorry. And, uh, it's called Todd the Ugliest Kid on Earth. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's not, now remember, it, it's not called Todd the Unhandsome Kid or, or Todd the, you know what I mean? The, the mildly, uh, unpleasant to look at kid. It's the ugliest kid. So that, pretty much sets the tone for the book everything is pushed to the extreme characterizations the art i mean this is not as far as mr perker goes this is not air don't expect to see that here Uh, i hate like hell to name another artist to tell you what this art looks like but if you picture the work of roger langridge you won't be too far off everything is really exaggerated to the extremes like Either noses are giant or they're really small or teeth are huge or, you know, facial features are pushed in to the, to the limits like gigantic ears. It's really extreme. And, but if, if it's the story, uh, get, <laughs> this won me over immediately. The, the, the first couple pages, a Korean family move into the neighborhood and they have a little girl. So as the movers are doing their thing, lugging these boxes into the, the new house, you see the girl out in the yard playing with her dolls. And uh, they're Barbie and Ken analogs, but they're called Candy and Ben. Mm-hmm. And so, so she's playing with, with her dolls. And Todd, 
the ugliest kid on earth, whose parents have forced him to wear a bag over his head because he is so disgustingly ugly, they just can't bear to look at him and they want to save the rest of the world from having to stare upon this kid's just ugliness, walks over and says, hi, I'm Todd, it's tough to make friends, I'll be your friend. And, and while he's talking to her, this little pissant, troublemaking ruffian named Mike and his band of like uh, ne'er-do-wells walk over and he's like, hey, me and you got lots in common, I loves me some Jap cartoons. Oh my God. And, <laughs> yeah, and the girl wow. says... The girl goes, I'm, I'm Korean. And he goes, core graduation, core graduations, me love you long time. And I it just keeps, just keeps going. Like Todd's mother comes over and he goes, Konich, she goes, Konichiwa, I'm supposed to bow or something, right? And it, you think, okay, that's it. That's the end. No, nah, it just keeps going and going. And she goes like, apologize to the Chinese, you know, be, <laughs> because Mike, Mike, Mike takes the dolls. And glues them together in this very compromising position like Ben's backdoor and candy and, uh, gives them to, to Todd without him know, uh, knowing it and he, so he blames it on him and every, the shit hits the fan. But the point being, these doll, these dolls play a part in the overall storyline. Like there's a serial killer in the neighborhood whose victims are attractive children. And he kills this little Korean girl. Uh, there, there's one panel with him playing a piano, and the, there's severed heads of of the kids he's oh, yeah. killed on the top of the piano. So um, he eventually runs into Todd, and he's gonna kill him. And 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 he's like, um, you know, before I kill you, why don't you take that bag off your head so I, you know I can see what I'm doing? And he sees him. He's like, I can't kill you. You're too freaking ugly. I only kill be- I only kill beautiful children. So. He, he gives the, the serial killer gives Todd the dolls and that pretty much pushes the story because Todd gives the dolls to the, um, pol- police chief's daughter who is, uh, waiting outside in school for her cocktail of Paxil, like her, her, her drugs. And she's all, you know, she's all bummed out. So he's like, I'll cheer you up. I'll give you these dolls. The girl takes the dolls home and her, her father, sees them and then that just pushes the the story along and going uh you know to to find the serial killer but the thing is the 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 father calls the dolls the the that candy doll a whore because every time he walks down the aisle of the KB that has these dolls he gets an erection he's like that doll's a whore and it's it's hysterical because as he's saying this they show his little daughter who's a toddler and she's got the same exact dress on as the candy doll oh. it's it's nuts. There's a blind pet shop owner named Mr. Finger, and, and, and he yes, and and the pet shop is called Finger Pets. And there's this one panel where these these two punks run up to the pet shop and they write your in between the 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 logo for the pet shop. So Finger your pets. This <laughs> is friggin' it, it's obscene. I love it. But like I said, it again, it's from Image. So you know. It's it's unexpurgated comics. There's no punches pulled. You got kids severed heads on the top of a piano. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A poli- police chief that gets an erection from a, a Barbie doll, and uh, you know it just keeps going and going. Like the it says on the on the first page, Todd's teacher just disliked children so much she had her uterus removed, and uh, and the, the Todd's father is this like. You know, patriotic truck driving, America. He says, uh, America. Oh, 
Obama wants to legalize um, gay marriage because he had every president tries to legally um, uh, legalize torture. <laughs> so Obama's way is legally torture gays by allowing them to marry. Yeah, and it's just it's just keep going and going. I I really love this book. Just 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 because you can't you can't read it and and not come away with like holy shit these guys are pushing buttons. <laughs> It, and the cartooning is brilliant. It's 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 really really nice. Way far removed from from air. Like I said, think Roger Langridge, and and you'll be in the zone for this thing. But uh, eight issues came out yeah, to date. Yeah. I haven't made it to eight yet. I've been I've been savoring Slacker. them. I'm up to like I'm up to like five, and it's just the the directions this thing goes in are just like, <laughs> whoo, lovely. I love it. I love things that that stand up and say, hey, look at me, damn it. Like, this is not, you know, just another Power Girl versus, you know, Zod fight. I'm just using those as an example, right? Or Superman versus Zod. This is stuff that just, like, leaps out. Oh, and Todd is framed for the murder because he's caught with the dolls on him. So that's where the, that's how the story builds and, and progresses from there. But it's just great stuff. Just when you think you got the, the company pegged, they come out with something like Todd, the, uh, Douglas Kid on Earth. And it's just like, yeah, didn't see that coming. <laughs> How could you? How could you? There's nothing rote about this book. You know this. And that's why I like it, damn it. Yes, sir. Prize me. Mm-hmm. Please. So, yeah. Yeah. Christopher, you want to add anything to, to this, or you you pretty much spent? Um. Well, I've got a number. I've about comics in general. No, I'm, no, I'm good. No. Oh. I didn't read a ton this week. I was out of town. I was curling. Oh, spieling of the bomb. I was, I was, I was spieling. I was spieling. So no, but it, oh, I, you know, I did read the the Winter Soldier book. The oh, not yes. yes, yeah, yeah. And you guys are right. The 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 Nick Fury, uh, yeah, it's right, so good, right up my alley. It was beautiful. It was a fun read, and that's a that's a really interesting way to fold winter soldier into marvel history because he's a new character so it but in the retro history has existed since the 1940s so they're right, doing a right. very interesting job of of weaving the the winter soldier back into um you know back into uh, marvel history it's a, it's a nice little retcon right and let's be honest it's it's sole purpose was to have another Winter Soldier book on the rack when the movie comes out. I mean, it's, let's be honest. Okay, that's great. But it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like the typical, you know, movie tie in. It's, 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 it seems like it's just, just great comics Mm -hmm. to me. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, you know, it it had that sixties vibe. It was, I, I, you know, I'm a huge Nick Fury fan. And so, um, we've actually, you know, people will bitch and moan because Nick Fury's been taken away from us. But if you look at it, the last last few years have had some really awesome Nick Fury comics, like maybe some yeah. of the best ever. Seriously. And it's only gonna it's only gonna get uh, even better because isn't he like one of the main characters in that new um, that original Sin thing that's coming out with the Watcher? I'm uh, the original sure. Nick Fury is not the not the new Nick Fury. Right? No, the original yeah. Nick Fury. The real, yeah. the, the yeah. real Nick Fury. The real Nick. Fury. Yeah. <laughs> The real Sarge. And, and I, I, I have to once again eat crow because we've, we've lambasted Mr. Diodato for a while now. And did you see the pages? Where the preview pages from that thing? For, 
Oh, no, for Original Sin, no. Yeah, oh my goodness. There's one page with the Punisher that is absolutely stunning. Yeah. Gorgeous page, yeah, yeah. It's like, this is the Diodato I remember. This is the bastard that could draw like a son of a bitch. All right. Yeah, it, there's, there's still, he still employs a lot of shadows, but they're, I mean, not as much as, what was it, Secret Avengers? Where it was like, there were panels where it was really tough to tell what the hell was going on. Yes. They were so dark. No, this is, this is really nice. Very nice stuff. Yeah. That's cool. Guys got it. If you got it, use it. Cause it'll go away if you don't. I guess. Maybe guess. Yes. Hey everybody. What? what? No? You got something else to talk oh, about there, well, young I man? Do, but I mean. Go ahead wait. then. It can save. Oh. Alright. Thank, uh, th- yeah, as usual, this episode of 11 o'clock comics has been brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where you can get your favorite funny books and collectibles at huge, what's the word? Wumba. Wumba, say it with some enthusiasm. Wumba discounts, 35 to 75% off, ship them up real nice and tight and tidy, and you get them delivered right to your door. What could be freaking easier? I, nothing. DCBService.com. In your travels. How many times have I pushed the, the creepy by the dark horse? Many, many, many times, right? Well, I'm going to do it again because in issue 15, in addition to a frontispiece by Bruce Tim, which is stunning, oh, gorgeous, it even has Cthulhu in it, but anyway, this issue contains a story by none other than uh, Doug Munch. Oh, really? Wrote it. Nice. Yeah, he, he wrote it, but you know who drew it? Mike Norton. Oh, boom. That. Yes, it's called Blackjack Boom. It's it's called the Revenant. It's it's about uh, a newly discovered uh, pre Mayan temple, and uh, the expedition team is warned away from it because no, you cannot disturb that temple. They're, just don't, just don't do it. And uh, the uh, the uh, adventurers uh, kill people. To get out, get them out of their way, and they eventually make it to the temple, and uh, the horror ensues. And I'd say it is so beautiful. Ed Norton just continues to kill it in everything he does. Good. Yeah, Badass. he is. And uh, Pete Bag is in here. You wouldn't think um, he has been for a couple issues, but you wouldn't normally think Pete Bag and, and creepy, but it works. It, it works. Uh, Dave Stokes helped out uh, oh, Mike Norton. Oh, yes, Stokes yes. I didn't want to forget that. Uh, yeah, it's just love his Instagrams, and and you get uh, a, a moldy oldie from the vaults in addition to some new stuff. It's just still a great book. Check out Dark Horse is creepy, especially for Norton. Yes, Norton, Norton. Uh, two books that Never, I have, I have I've talked about before that we have talked about on the show before. Uh, the first one, and they are both from Monkey Brain. Ooh. Yeah, so this is uh, the first one uh, is from uh, Ryan Ferrier and Valentin Ramon, and uh, it is now up to issue three. And I and I bring this up because I I don't want people to forget about these books because they are awesome. They're inventive. They are different than any other books that are out on the stands right now. Um, you know, I, that's kind of hyperbolic, and I've been knocking mm-hmm. on you guys for being hyperbolic, but. Um, uh, Dave, and it's, and it's spelled D, uh, uh, 4VE, uh, is such a good, good book. It is, you know, basically, uh, the, the Terminator a- after the 
robots took over, but from the perspective of the middle management uh, robot. And uh, it's just such a very fun and satirical uh, book, kind of looking at our modern day life, but um, from the uh, eyes of a of a like a T one thousand. It's really really nice. And then of course the other one is uh, is from our our good friend of the show, Mister uh, Gabriel Hardman, and that is uh, that is Kinski. Yes. And it oh, is up, yeah. it is up to issue four. And what a very very cool book that is. And you know he'll he'll be the first one to tell you that it is a a passion project and it is. Um, it is something that you can tell he's throwing himself into, but it is Gabriel's kind of story and it is so, so good. So, um, don't forget about monkey brain as a publisher because they are doing, you know, I kind of described them as the, you know, like the, the, the triple a to, uh, to the major leagues. And that maybe is a little unfair. I mean, Gabriel is, is certainly major league talent. Um, you know, th- yeah. through and through, but you know they are putting Forget stuff our boy, out there. Mr. Uh, Brokenshire and Amelia Cole. Yeah. Oh, and, and um, uh, High Crime, which was one of my High favorite Crime, books yeah, of, yeah. of yeah. last year. Bandit. Uh, yes, I mean Paul Tobin and Colin Cooper. Obviously, yes. ma- major league folks there as well. It is. Um, uh, it's a company that isn't afraid to uh, to take some chances and 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 put out stuff that is. Uh, you know, it's, it's new, it's inventive, it's fun and, uh, and exciting stuff. So any, anything from Monkey Brain is absolutely worth a, a look. And, uh, uh, all of those comics that we just, that we just mentioned are, are worth your, uh, your, uh, your change. And, uh, what it's all, it's all digital, right? Yeah. Uh, well, so, yeah. I mean, yeah. It some all some of it is is, is going. Yeah. They premiere digitally. Yes, they premiere right, digitally, yeah. and then and then. You know what else is on Monkey Brain now? Hmm. Heartbreakers. Which is? That's the uh, the Anina Bennett and oh, Paul yes, Guinan yes, work yes. from back in the day from Dark Horse. Oh, but, uh, okay. Yeah. It's, wow. Yeah, it's it's on there now. Of, That's uh, yeah, definitely. Hey, did you guys see uh, Gabe's cover for? Um, Magnus Robot Fighter number one that came out today. No, no, it's perfect. Cover cover is damn perfect. Buy it. Who's, yeah. Who? No, I mean you should oh, buy the artwork from from Gabriel. He did the cover. Uh, I don't know who did the guts. I think Van Lenty's writing it. Oh yes, yes, yes Van Lenty is right. Yeah, which means yeah. it's going to be good. True. I read Turok number one was which was written by Greg Pak. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's Turok. Exactly. Okay is like a home run. That's true. Wow. Yeah, it's alright. It's a little harsh. It, well, well, truth hurts. Exactly. High five that. Uh, wow. Yeah, little, the love, little, the love continues. Uh, it's always. A little sickening. Uh, whatever. A little bit. Skater's gonna hate, skater's gonna skate. Yeah. For real, oh, yeah. by, by the way. How's the rapper? Hey, so, so, uh, <laughs> So we, so we talked about stray bullets and all 41, yes, 41 issues, including the last one are uh, available on comiXology now. And sweet. And the Uber ales edition that just came out today, uh, will, uh, have everything in it. One fell swoop. Tell me, does the, yes. do, yes. do the comiXology issues have the letters column? Uh, you're going to make me look. Probably. 
I, I would hope so, because that was a great part of the book. Got no idea on that front. Hold on. Yeah, you don't have to check. You tell me later. All right. Right I, I'm excited for Dap to talk about his travels because I it was, the, yes. it was the last of our four. Yes, of four tag teams. Um, <laughs> next, week I'm going to talk about the book that um, the the Dildonator uh, gave me. I, I, I keep meaning to, so I just got to make a note. Talk about that. that. I know. Frankie. Frankie's a man. Uh, so yeah, so my in your travels no. is, um, no is a book that I know. Uh, really? That's freak. And, not, and, not in this, not in this issue. So. It's not cool. No, it's not. Um, it was, it's a book that I actually, I saw for the first time, um, in public at, uh, at the, the, the Albany Comic Con that I went and Met Steve Raker at, and, uh, it was, um, it's, it's Watson and Holmes, and it is, uh, the, the publisher is, um, I have it right here, is, uh, New Paradigm Studios, and I, what bummed me out is I'm guessing that the credits were inside the front cover, because there are no credits in, the digital issue, uh, except for what it says on the cover. And I, I just, I didn't really take in the cover. I just dove right into the story and, and I'm, I'm so glad I did. And as I'm looking, as I'm reading the book, I'm looking at the art and I'm like, this, this, this seems familiar to me. Um, and it wasn't until I got to the end that I went back to the cover and Vince, this is penciled by Rick Leonardi. Mm-hmm. Ooh, what was the name of this again? Yeah, Watson, Watson and, and Holmes. Holmes. It is, by the way, it, was a Kickstarter successfully funded last year. It, apparently, this book did start as a digital book. Uh, the it was originally set to be released digitally as a four issue miniseries, but it's a now an ongoing series. Um, written by Carl Bowlers, who uh, who wrote um, Emma Frost and X fifty one Machine Man, and wrote some Archie's Sonic the Hedgehog. Yep. Um, of course, penciled by Leonardi. The the colors are by uh, Paul Mendoza. Uh, there are noir versions of this book that basically just reproduce Rick's pencils, which I'm dying to see. Uh, but basically, yes, it's it's a it's and I don't tell me tell me there's a spin. It's well, yeah. Well, it's a it, it it's it's black Sherlock Holmes, right? It's um, Sherlock Holmes is African American, as is John Watson, John with no H. Uh, it it takes it it takes a little bit of both modern, current Sherlock Holmes stories, where it takes place in New York, just like Elementary does, except here it's it's Harlem, uh, and this John Watson is an Afghan war vet, which is just like the. Mm-hmm. John Watson in the yeah. BBC yeah. series. So, um, but it, it's, um, it's an inner city story and, uh, yeah, yeah it's based in Harlem. Right. And it's, um, but I mean, all the, 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 the tropes are there. Sherlock lives at, at 221 Baker Street and, and, uh, and, and John, although, well, actually, John is not an actual doctor. He, he, he makes a point to say a couple of times until he just gives up by, by saying he's a, uh, He's, 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 he's an assistant, uh, but he, um, it's the, the, the art is fantastic and, and I need to read the re- I believe it's up to like issue six now or so, or maybe even more than that. I was looking through Comixology to see where, uh, where, how many issues have come out, but, um, it's, 
it's something I, I and I, I know I'm not the only person who I, I've seen other people, uh, whether it's on Facebook, I have seen other podcasters review the book. Um, so I just I'm I'm adding my my praise on top of it. I I thought it was I thought it was great. I've I've never read at least in its entirety. I've yet to read a um, a Conan Doyle. Sherlock Holmes mystery. Wait, wait for real? Really? Yes, really? for real. For real. They're I know. short. Not, I, know. I know. I know. I know. Don't want to come back in fifteen I, minutes. I will. No, but well, see, Renee bought um, she, when she was with Audible. She uh, we listened to a few on the way home. So um, I have I've listened to actual stories written by Doyle. But uh, but no, I mean to sit down and actual read some of of Sherlock stories. I have not not in their entirety. Um, are there any elements of the fantastic in it? Not, Not in the first, the first issue. issue. Oh, jinx! <laughs> it's uh, it's it's a um, yeah, a, a dude shows up at the clinic that Watson works, and and uh, Holmes is basically right behind the EMTs, and and has a couple of questions, and Watson thinks he's a uh, he's a cop, but he isn't. He's a private investigator, and um, and so they they follow this trail with um, with with drugs and gangbangers and uh yeah, Sherlock is is a pickpocket and uh and he has his band of uh, he has his network where he gets information from and you know everything just it it it, it just it it's um it it's organic it it just it feels it reads Hmm. Right, it, it, uh, I think Leonardi's work is, is, is stunning in this book, but it, you know, oh, that, sure. nothing feels forced or, or that, you know, or, or dude was trying to write black because, you know, Bowlers is black, but it's mm-hmm. not like there was, um, there was, uh, it didn't, it didn't just because these two guys are African American and, and in Harlem, it doesn't feel like a gimmick, like, like, like they would hang you over the head with it. It just, um, it works. It, it just it, their names are Holmes and Watson, and and they're solving a mystery. But I, it, it still works. I mean, so so they have you with that because that that's the connection. But uh, it's still going off in its own thing. But as of right now, um, you know, you, you we don't know. Or at least I'm sorry with the first issue. I don't know about as it continues. But you know, it's not like um, you know we don't see Holmes shooting up or or addicted to heroin or um, or or anything any any voodoo or anything that uh that, that that may appear um in other stories but no right right now it's just a street level mystery set in harlem okay that looks great yeah, nice yeah leonardi i mean i would agree that leonardi's the uh he he's the, the the star of that book. He he it's it's great to see him doing yeah doing his thing. I ha- I had his Dark Phoenix poster on my wall for years. Mm-hmm. Year years and years and years. I I love Leonardi. Yeah, no diggity. You love Dark Phoenix. Uh yeah, there's a lot to love. Yeah, there is. Uh so um I also want to talk about well, Watson and Holmes was a Kickstarter although it wasn't David and I didn't read it via Kickstarter, but I also want to talk about a Kickstarter book that, uh, that much like Watson and Holmes, you can get in other ways now, if you were foolish enough to not back the Kickstarter. Um, and that is the astoundingly impressive Basewood 
by Alec Longstreth. Mm, nice. Um, Alec is, I knew Alec as a person tangentially for a long time because he's a good friend of Charlito and Mr. Phil, oh. uh, of Indy Spinarak and was often, um, a guest on their show. Most notably, they had a, uh, an epic like three hour sit down chat with Jeff Smith once. And Alec was, uh, was a part of that. So I know, I knew more of him as a sort of young aspiring cartoonist before I knew any of his work. Um, uh, he, I'm pretty sure he went to, to SCAD and, uh, and, and the like. But, but in any event, Basewood is his, his sort of opus that he started, I think, in 2004, if I'm not mistaken. And it took him, you know, 10 years to finish it and get it out in a form that, you know, is becoming of the, of the work. Um, it, uh, it's, it's written and drawn by him. It's all him, you know, written, lettered, everything is him. Uh, it's a black and white book. Um, again, this was a Kickstarter and it's really cool. His, his Kickstarter video, I remember was a time capture. He had promised himself that he wouldn't shave until he finished Basewood. Uh, and so by the time he finished, he had a Rip Van Winkle beard. I'm talking like 18 inch beard. That's awesome. And he did like a screen cap, I think like monthly of his, of his hair growth from like perfectly clean shaven to the end. Uh, and he's now clean shaven again. But, um, but th- there, there's a lot of ways to cut at this. First of all, the story itself is, uh, is beautiful. It, it's, it's, it's a 216, the final work, the work that I got from Kickstarter that you could buy, uh, through Amazon or his website is a huge hardcover. It's a nine by 12. 216 page hardcover. Um, and it's only 1995 cover price. So it's a ridiculous value. Um, the, the premise is, uh, a, a young, like mid twenties male protagonist wakes up in an unknown land with amnesia. He doesn't remember who he is, how he got there. Um, it's, he's in the woods. He's befriended by a dog. He goes to make camp in a clearing and the first night, and this is all in the first few pages, so I don't want people to think I'm spoiling it. In the first few, uh, the first night he tries to, to camp out, a dragon comes and destroys his, his shelter that he built and almost kills him, um, save for the aid of another person who, um, who comes to his rescue. And then it's, it, the book is essentially like, if you look at it from like, if this were to be made into a, like a, another form, it would be more of like a one act play than it would be like a TV show or a movie. The, there's really, there's three human characters in the book. There's the dragon and there's the dog. And that's pretty much the entirety of the cast. Um, it's set in this place called Basewood, which is what it's named after, um, which is called that because there is a forest that is, um, there's this open clearing on the one side, which you can't ever go to because the dragon will try and get you. And then against the other side of the forest is this gigantic, uh, almost like, Seven Wonders of the World, like, uh, cliff, like mountainous, mountainous wall of, of rock and stone that, that pretty much precludes you from going over there. Um, and so they're basically forced to live in the woods. And, um, and the book is just really the journey of this guy, who he is. And, you know, you're left with a lot of questions at the start. You know, who is he? Does he have any loved ones looking for him? Um, you know, what are the reasons he's there? Uh, who is this, you know, other person that rescued him? What's their story? Is there a connection between the two? Um, and Alex just goes through the process of uh, answering those questions in like a lovingly humorous and adventurous way. You know, it's uh, it, it's it's evocative of like 
like a Jeff Smith bone, you know, uh, like a Hobbit type of thing. Like it's, you know, but, but very simple, like very, you know, it's very heartwarming human story. Um, and the, the, I mean, the story's great, but the, the real power here is, is, is Alex cartooning. Um, like if I was trying to think how to describe the work to people that haven't seen, seen his stuff. And, um, the, the way I can describe it is it's like Hergé with lots of cross hatching. Um, Hergé being the creator of Tintin, for those that don't know who I'm talking about. Um, I think his, his characters look a tremendous amount like Hergé Tintin characters, even with like, you know, the, the black dots for eyes and, uh, you know, kind of almost like Dagwood Bumstead type of characters. Um, but the detail of his scenes and background is just gorgeous and so, like so many lines on the page, but not like in an erratic way. I mean, his, his stuff is very almost just, just very, he puts a tremendous amount of effort and symmetry in the work. Um, and it's just gorgeous stuff. Uh, and, and, and it's wonderfully paced. Uh, it's clear. I mean, the storytelling is clear and cogent and, 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 uh, this can be as fast a read as you want it or, or a slower read. I mean, I, I, I went through the whole 200 page book in maybe like an hour and then went back for the show and reread the whole thing, you know, and, and a second time and took my time. And it's just a wonderful heartwarming story. Um, and you know, you can feel that this is like a story he just had to tell. And, uh, it's just one of those magical little treasures. You know, I, I've been a little jaded about Kickstarter lately just because, you know, I've backed a shit ton of stuff and, and sure. to be honest, like, not speaking to the production value because in most cases it's been pretty high, but like right. a, a lot of times lately I've gotten stuff and, and it hasn't like in person, it hasn't grabbed me the way I hoped it would in the preview. Yeah. So it's nice to every now and then like get something like this, which is like so astoundingly good that I like, I can't believe I, I want everybody to know that it exists and buy it. And, uh, and the cool thing is, is my understanding is uh, our good friend, Chris Pitzer at ad house is helping distribute the book now. And, um, you can go to, um, you, you can go to Alec's website, which is Alec, A-L-E-C, uh, dash Longstreth, which is L-O-N-G-S-T-R-E-T-H. So Alec-Longstreth.com. And you can buy the book directly from him, I think, for $19.95. Um, but he's also selling it through Amazon for, uh, let's see, $14.77. And again, this is a 216-page, 9x12 hardcover. So, I mean, that is a steal. And it's awesome. It, it's, it's something that could be right up at the top of anything that like, again, like that ad house or top shelf put out in a given year. Um, and, uh, you know, Alex, somebody that I hope, I hope this, this vaults him into sort of like, you know, being able to do, you know, more, more works that, uh, you know, beyond like this one, which took him seven years because he was doing it all on his own when he had the time. So it's really, really fantastic. I hope you guys, at least a couple of you, uh, give it a try so that we can, revisit it at another, at another point. Cause it's, uh, it was just awesome. And, uh, he deserves to be like a much more well-known name than I think he is right now. So hook it up. I think you're right. Yeah. He's, he's really, he's a beast. He really is. He should change his name to long strength because he's strength. strong. Alex long yeah. strength. Yeah. Nice. Right. I like his stuff a lot. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get that. Everything is hey. awesome. Hey everybody! Thank yeah. How about Daryl? Woo! I, well, I, I, and I, I'm throwing hmm? it out there. I like the fat. The I like the. I haven't had too much to drink. I like the Flash costume for the TV show. I think yep. that's fine. Yep. 
Oh, uh, yeah, it looks fine to me. I actually have a bigger problem with the actor than I do with the costume. Okay, really? that's fine. Why? What do you have a problem? You know with why? The because only because again, it's and this is my thing, not him. I I, I know him from Glee, and he's, oh. like, he's this like flamboyantly evil character on Glee. Huh. Oh, and okay. uh, I just I can't fathom that that. Again, if this is just my own thing. Is this just an actor playing a part? But I can't picture that that guy is is going to be able to pull off like action hero. So, but that's just my own thing. That's, I got to get past. I think you'll be fine. Oh, I yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not. Yeah, again, I, I'm no, totally, this is just totally my my yeah. bugaboo because I'm 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 picturing the, the guy in the flash costume is the dude from Glee, not the actor. You know. Yeah, I mean the the the, the introduction of the character on Arrow was great. I think it's going to make a great Barry. Cool. Yeah, we're good. We're excited. <laughs> nice. Hey, everybody. Thank you for being here with us once again. As usual, join us uh, next week for more of this kind of stuff. We'll be waiting for you because we love you so much. It's true. Pretty yes. Much. Yes, yes. iTunes reviews, always welcome. Twitter, follow us if you want. For- they could do that. Forums, forum.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com. Mm-hmm. Wow. Got to get our names out. You got like to remind people, dude. Check. You know what? Yeah, I, you're right. You're right because uh, I was loath to do that many years ago, but it does work. Yeah. It does. It does. Our PayPal address is. <laughs> oh boy. Oh my goodness. Now we just get Vince off his ass to uh, make plans to come to Heroes with us, so that we can then coax Chris into sucking it up and flying out. I will be in Scotland. Scotland. Or... Oh, all right. Well, then fuck you, uh, <laughs> but Vince, Vince. We can still get you out there. It, it's possible. We'll see. What? No, wrong answer. Seriously. That's a no. That's a soft no. That's a soft no. Real though. What is? Are you going to come to NYCC the week before? What, what's this about? The new New York Comic Con that we talked about. The, the oh, smaller Yeah. Why not? I can, I can definitely swing that, but we'll see about, see, with school, it's tough. I don't know if, if, I, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not liking this school thing. Me neither, dude. Get the goddamn security. <laughs> Are you kidding me? It's awesome. It's gonna, oh, it's gonna be so great once I get that piece of paper that says. So you're great. It says I know what I'm doing. Yeah, I'll get a piece, piece of paper that says you're great. Yeah. Oh boy. What the hell did I want to talk about? I had something on my mind yeah. that I wanted to say, and I just, you guys, you sucked it right out of yes, me. We did. Mm-hmm. We were the suck. I hate when that happens. I hate that. Oh, dude. I hate them. I've been on a first appearance buying spree. Really? <laughs> I know. What'd you get huh? now? Well, I told you. I mean, I told you about the FF52, but you I, get uh, it. You get it. Oh, you weren't. Oh, it you weren't here two weeks ago. No, yeah, did you dude. buy? You finally fucking yeah, got man. I finally bought it. Wow, it's a, is yeah. it is it pristine? Well, it's not like I mean, it's not a nine point eight, but it's it's minty. All right. Well, you just you know, you wanted a minty fresh one. Yeah, I'm really excited. It should uh, it should. Did you help, did you, did you smell it? Did you smell? No, it? No, no, I got it off a of Comic Link auction. Oh, okay. Um, right. It's one. Of, it was really one of those things. Like every now and then, I'll, I'll you know, kind of like a, a eBay on steroids. I'll put a bid in for something that like mm-hmm. like I put a bid in. There was some Excalibur, some awesome uh, Alan Davis Excalibur pages this time. Yeah. So like I'll often put a bid in, but like you know where it's just like I'll put a bid in and forget about it, and then like I'll come back at the end of the auction and see that I got like Ooh, I won. Like, like ten. No, I got like ten. You know, like the, uh, usually what happens is it's like the winning bid's like ten to fifteen times whatever my my bid was for for things. 
it, like, as with the Alan Davis stuff, like I think I put a bid in for like 500 for a page and it went for like four grand, but. Um, so I found some, uh, I, I come back to it real, real quick. I found some, uh, Awain Legion, like first two issues pages on comic art fans for sale. So oh, nice. I'm going to, I'm going to see what the guy wants for him, but sorry, go so ahead. With your, yeah. No, no. So, so, but that's what happened here. Like, like it was a, an FF. The thing about FF52 is, is, as you guys know, having been bin diving with me for these, the, the issue, and I know I'm going to be uh, making Tomio smile here. The, the issue with certain like higher grade back issues is like, you know, the, there's a there's the there's the way you grade back issues, which you know is, is a pretty, you know, there's a whole set of criteria that go into it. But then there's the way like a book presents, and like you can have a book mm-hmm. depending on the, the way the cover is, especially the color scheme. That like technically is a lower grade, but it looks phenomenal. But then vice versa, you could have a book that grades really high, but it doesn't look quite that way because again, it's not just the way the cover looks that it makes up a grade, right? So one of the issues with FF52 is since it's the first appearance of Black Panther, you know, the cover is large, like his costume is, you know, black with grays, you know, like gray shading. And, and over time, that's a very hard color scheme to hold up to present well, you know, like 50 years later, right? It's, it's like, cause it fades. And so lots of copies that are like mint, you know, like nine plus copies don't, I think, look great because they look faded. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, and, and so it's like, why are you going to spend all, I mean, cause this is a, yeah, it's an expensive book. So it's like, why are you going to spend that kind of cake for a book? So, so I'm always on this quest. And so I found one, this auction, which looked great. And then I'm like, but as with always usually happens, I put in a bid and I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I'm sure I'll be outbid, but whatever. And then literally like three weeks later, I get a thing being like, congrats, you won. And I was like, oh, snap. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was, I'm giddy. I, I'm giddy. Cool. I don't know. I don't know that Beth was so giddy about it, but. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, but, 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 uh, but that sort of cascaded as with all addictions. And now I've been like buying up like, uh, like first appearances again. So I, nice. I just, uh, yeah. Oh, been, oh, hey, real quick. Speaking of that. And, um, um, Point people to uh, to the forum. There's a post there about uh, Dave Cockrum's widow oh, is yeah, uh, is in uh, in need of some uh, some finance, mm-hmm. and um, she is selling through uh, through Clifford Meth, who has been uh, one of Cockrum and Gene Colan's you know big supporters and you know kind of uh, overseers of a lot of their their stuff. Um, Dave Cockrum's um, uh, the not the what do you call them? The, the file copies of all of his, uh, X-Men comics. Uh, and we're going back to like, you know, 90, number 94 of, of the X-Men. Um, they are selling his file copies and kind of some, some neat, uh, some neat stuff to maybe, uh, go, go check out. But you can find a thread about that on yeah. our forum and it's for a good cause and you can score, you know, to be able to say, Hey, this is, you know, issue 104 of, uh, the X-Men and it was Dave Cockrum's personal issue. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of neat. That's a good call. And that also <laughs> reminds me, I don't know if you guys mentioned it last week, but, uh, but, um, uh, there's a, an auction going on by Caps is holding it on eBay right now, uh, for Stan Sakai because, yes, uh, his wife is, uh, had, had a, either brain cancer or some kind of tumor, but she's very debilitated and, you know, it's, uh, his insurance doesn't cover a fraction of what the costs are to keep, you know, to maintain her, her care. And, uh, so, you know, as with, again, I think we were saying about this two weeks ago, like the, the comics industry is pretty cool, you know, for an industry that doesn't exactly roll in the dough, like the average creator isn't exactly, you know, like getting rich off the industry. Like they've all been awesome in supporting each other. And, uh, 
there's just a tremendous amount of, of, of stuff that's been donated for this, uh, for the Sakai auction. And, uh, they're doing it like, like a hero's auction where they're doing it like, like every week for a bunch of weeks, like a different set of stuff. And so, uh, you know, I think just going to, you can either like Google caps, caps Stan Sakai and it'll come up, but also I think on eBay it's, it's caps auction is the, is the seller. But, uh, so if you're feeling like buying some comics, go to Cochran. If you feel like buying some art, go to caps. Nice. Awesome, awesome. I remember what I was thinking of. Yeah. You guys read Afterlife with Archie number four? No, I'm not there yet. No, oh, no, I okay. to trade. I, 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 no, I haven't, haven't. Okay, I won't say anything then. Okay. Because spoiling this issue would be evil. Ah. Uh-huh. Mm. No, seriously, it would be very evil. Oh, they, but speaking of that, did you, uh, you see Franco Villa took a like a, a position at Archie? No. Sweet. Did I didn't oh, see. That's a good move. Yeah. He, um, let me see. He's, uh. Well, uh, isn't Aguirre Sacasa the, the chief, oh, uh, I mean. creative not, not officer? Via. Aguirre Sacasa. I'm sorry. The, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 Which makes sense. Yeah. Right. Also a good yeah. move. Uh, you know, we, we've been talking about this series since it came out. Issue four was possibly the most heartbreaking issue yet. Really? Yeah. It's, Wow, I'm, I I really can't say anything without without killing it, so I won't. Now, as much as I think it's cool that Aguirre Sacasa has taken a role in Archie, his first decision was whack. What was his what? Hired he hired Lena Dunham to write a series. I don't understand why that's whack. Who is this? She's the chick from Girls. Oh, really? Yeah. What's Girls? Uh, the HBO show that she writes, directs, and stars in. I don't know what this is. You're not missing anything, brother. Oh, okay. So it's not, it's, Let's do it like is, a show about bush it, pigs. It, it is not. It is. It is not for us. Right. No, Back to the bush pig. That's awesome. Bush pigs. <laughs> I'm gonna get lots of hate mail for that. Yeah, it's cool. Hey, everybody. Thanks. Not for us. We're we're out of here. We'll David. be back. Hey, say good night, David. Good night, David. Happy birthday, bush. Crystal Ball. Oh, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Bush pigs. <laughs> <laughs>